This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash roosterteeth. Welcome to the Rooster Teeth Podcast, episode number 209. This week... Gus, Gavin, Barbara, Jack, and Bernie. Yay! Hey, How y'all doing? Nice. We must did the Mexican wave. Did you know that this is the original cast? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The, the Mexican wave? That's yeah. what they call the wave in the UK. From the, the first wave. video uh, live Unnecessary podcast. Oh, really? This is the same cast. Got it. We went back to it. Jesus I did Christ. not learn my lesson. You did not learn Sorry, lesson. Sorry, Internet. So, um, South by Southwest is going on in Austin. So, it's been a, a hectic week for everyone. Yay. Yep. We just wrapped up the uh, the Games Festival this past weekend. Yep. Games. Yeah. So, uh, uh, while I was there, you know, we, we spent time... Uh, going, sitting in the booth and signing autographs and talking to people. While I was there at one point on Saturday, this kid... Who the fuck did not silence their phone? <laughs> <laughs> it his face. was Bernie. <laughs> this one kid came up to me on Saturday <laughs> and uh, was like, Hey, uh, you took a picture with my brother last year. Oh, God. And I was like, Oh, okay, cool, cool. Then he, like, he pulls up the picture and shows me. He's like, Do you remember this? I was like, No, sorry, man, I don't. And he goes, You bastard. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> how, how old was this kid? He must have been like 16. And I was, was like, nagging you. And I was like, really? He goes, no, oh, yeah, whatever. And then he asked for my autograph, and I was like, no, 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 I'm a bastard. <laughs> Did you sign you, it, Boston? Yeah, I wrote, Gus, you're a bastard. Star, and uh, then he walked off. And then like 10 minutes later, he came back with his little brother who was in the picture, and he came back with his mom. So I said, <laughs> Did you know your son just called me a bastard like 10 Did minutes ago? Did you the kid out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. wow. And she was like, what? And her head like whipped around to him. And he was like, yeah, I didn't remember taking a picture with his little brother last year. So he called me a bastard. Oh, and no. she looked like she wanted to murder him. Oh, and he was no. like, no, no, I was kidding. I was kidding. I was like, I'm a bastard. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> wow. You should like, That's cried, amazing. Like, pull, pull the tears. You know, I have to say that like, that is a question that people will often ask you at a convention. Like Comic-Con is not our booth, but overall... Is like 135,000 people to go to Comic-Con. Yeah. And someone will walk up and they will say, hey, we talked to Comic-Con three years ago. Do you remember me? It's like, there's no, to me, it's like there's no upside to that question. It's just yeah. like, you know, it's just like, I don't know why people ask that. It's like, I, so did you say yes always, you know, that we saw probably a thousand people that year. But yes, I remember, you know, the, three years ago. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I brought I don't, the DVD for you to sign. No, no, I, no I'm saying this. Like, <laughs> I don't understand. I don't understand, yeah. the, I don't understand what they're asking is what I'm saying. Like, what's the motivation of it? You know I don't mean? know why it's. I remember really obvious stuff as well. Like, I saw a picture once of me with a dude dressed like a giant hot dog. You'd think I'd remember that. I have no memory you of that. You were probably drunk. I was. Sounds like I was you drunk. were in Saints Row. <laughs> <laughs> also, you see so many people in costume throughout a convention. That yeah, but like, you don't see a hot dog costume often. If you take a picture with Batman, you're like, I don't know, maybe it could have been a few guys. A hot dog? Probably not as many. I think yeah. I was leaning my arm up on his bread roll and I had my hand around his sausage. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> wedged in between the bread roll and the sausage. Yeah. Well, I go the opposite way. I always assume when I see someone that I haven't seen in a while that they don't remember me. Like, we, we, we go to parties for South by Southwest, and we run into other people who do what we do. They're not from Austin, but they come to visit Austin. Also, a lot of times you might know somebody, but you know them in a context. Mm-hmm. And so when you see them outside that context, so, you know, yeah. you don't recognize yeah, them. Right. So a lot of times I just, like, when I haven't seen somebody in, like, two years, I'll walk up and say, oh, hey, so, so you know, hey, man, Bernie from Rooster Teeth. And they go, yeah, you know, I know who you are. Yeah. Well, that's the probably polite. Not, they're probably like, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, that's the polite God. thing to do, though. It is the polite yeah. thing to do. I yeah. reach myself constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
I just I just assume that people have busy lives and you every know. every day when I get home from work I walk in I'm like good to see you Esther I'm Gus <laughs> I'll be your husband I know hi Benjamin judging by the spreadsheet we'll have sexual intercourse tonight there is a seventy four percent chance it's more to assume people remember you than to not reintroduce yourself no like I think it's worse to be like oh you obviously remember me rather than to be like oh you already introduced yourself to me I don't think that's as bad you don't think it's as bad to do what? I'm sorry. I'm not <laughs> yeah, you, you lost me a little bit in, in the case. To reintroduce here. yourself. I think that's better than assuming they remember you. Oh, yeah. yeah that's of what we're course saying. it is. Isn't yeah. that what we just said that? No, I'm just yeah. reaffirming that. You did it in like the most roundabout way. So you could have yeah. said, I agree. Jack, you want to go for it as well just to get a third? <laughs> <laughs> if, I mean, if you haven't seen someone in a long time, it's better if you introduce yourself as you see them again. Like, hey, I, you know, I was here a couple years ago. It was good to see you again. Oh, like, you know, just assume they don't remember who you are. That's the yeah. way I, I think actually got lost I in think that because <laughs> I didn't know whether he was you doing really that or whether he wasn't. You really did remake the point again. Every time, do you want to make the point? Let's stop <laughs> for the love no. of God. Just stop. <laughs> but the part, the parties have been fun. It's been, it's been kind of crazy. I will say this, Austin. <laughs> I love this town. I really do. There's nothing about this town that I don't like. And I realize I'm going to make this statement while wearing a checkered shirt and a sock tie and, you know, black frame glasses. But what has happened to Austin since the beginning of South by Southwest this year where the fucking hipster quotient has just, like, the needles pay it's now. It's the same as always. Is it always no, like yeah. no, it's, definitely, it's definitely worse Something's than usual. It's, up. Well, it's one of those well, things. Well, Jordan moved here. <laughs> Jordan yeah, did It's move a viral here. marketing campaign for Ray-Ban. <laughs> No, it's one of those things where, like, I think Austin's kind of been known as the hipster area. So we're getting people from out of town that think, like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna go full-blown hipster. So we're, get, we're, we're getting import hipsters? Yeah, we're getting import, like, uh, guys who are trying out to be, like, the hipster. You know, like, when, when, like, people go to Vegas, they kind of, like, get a little crazier than usual. Maybe it's the same idea, except they're a little more hipsters than usual. I've been off the charts. They bust yeah, out their inner hipster? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, like East Austin just... Threw up on the rest of Austin. That's <laughs> what it feels like. Like I got my capri jeans. I need to wear. I don't like it now because people don't believe me that I'm from here. They're like, oh, where'd you come from? If South by Southwest, no, I live here now. I've I've lived here for a year. And they're like bollocks. They don't believe me. Bollocks. Bollocks. Is that really what they say? People yeah. from LA say slightly translated that. <laughs> balls. It's a weird entitlement you feel though, being at South by Southwest and someone being like, "Where are you from?" It's like, oh, I live in Austin. I don't know. It's like some weird... Is that a weird entitlement you feel? Yeah. On top of all your Twitter followers? Oh, stop it. Don't go back to that. Here joke. we go. Bring it on. Bring it on. Let's fight. Okay. Could people I specifically told you something. Gus, no, no. The joke's that's never not fair. I specifically podcast. told you something you know I wasn't going to bring up on the podcast today because it would cause endless shit in your Twitter feed. And I didn't bring it up. And then you bring up that tomorrow, bro. That's rude. Yeah. Terrible. I think it's less rude to reintroduce yourself to someone <laughs> <laughs> than to assume they know you. I'm just reintroducing a joke. They met another joke back before. <laughs> they just didn't remember laughing. where they knew each other. So what was Gus's? <laughs> no, uh, shut up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Now I'll I want to know. You. I'm going to give you ammunition. I'll text it to you, Barbara, across here. So. Okay. So, yeah. So we, we, we went to some parties this weekend. We held like, a party. We held a party this weekend. And uh, I don't know if I want to say it because it wasn't really a public party. So I was just saying we went to a party. Anyway. Really so we're it doesn't matter. Well, I guess it's over It's now, less so. rude to talk about the party in the past tense That's in the future. Yeah, we were douchey until you said that. Now you made us douchey in the middle yeah. of your explanation. But uh, we were sitting there. Like, I had had a few drinks where I was standing there drinking and stuff. And this guy walked past. And I was like, man, who? Like, and then people were taking photos with them. I looked over. I'm like, 
that guy looks awful. Fun. That's Scumbag Steve. Like, what the hell is Scumbag Steve doing at our party? And My then, question is, how does he get in? Because we had a private Yeah, Scumbag list. Steve's crashed our party. It's like... <laughs> he did. Yeah, like, you can do that. Who's Scumbag Steve? He's a meme. He's a yeah. human meme. There you go. Oh, there he is. There's 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 at our party. party. That's Scumbag Steve at our party. Oh, there's Chris. Who the fuck's running that camera? <laughs> I don't know, but it was really dark at the party, and... Uh, he kept doing that, that with the pop up and crazy. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's me. I was not sober. That Are my eyes open there? Jesus. <laughs> is Jack. Yeah, Esther looks really weird now. Just photo. <laughs> uh, Jack, did you reintroduce yourself to Scumbag Steve after you? What's funny is it looks like his hat's photoshopped on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it's kind of funny to see him. Like he's actually sort of taken. You know, he's he's living the meme now. He's kind of embraced it. Living the meme. <laughs> that should be a shirt. That should be a shirt. <laughs> But he, then, so, he's a nice dude. Isn't he, he, isn't he the good guy Greg as well? Because his real name is Greg, right? I think so. No, his real name is Blake, I think. Blake, oh. yeah. Okay. It's, like, it's like Boston Blake, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, Blake, but, Blake Boston. But um, but like it was funny. So he walked past me, and then I was like, "Oh my god!" And this guy's like, "Oh yeah, he's with me." Like, and you, you want to meet him? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then um, you want to meet him? Like, <laughs> you have to go through this guy. <laughs> well, I don't know if it was manager or something. It could have been. But he's like, "There's oh, yeah. no way a meme has a manager." Yes, there is a guy who was there at the party whose job was to manage memes no and like manage way. people who I, were I, in I, memes. I think this might have been the guy talking. Yeah, because was, he's like, because he's like, "Oh, you want to meet the guy who did Nyan Cat?" And I was like. Sure, okay. And he's like, hi, you know, I'm Tam or whatever his name was. Like, I, I invented, or I made Nyan Cat. I was like, oh, cool. You well, know what? <laughs> like, I feel like, you, job, don't, I like you don't ever need to meet these people, though. Well, I agree with you. And it's like, Jack, with all due respect, in the past, we've talked about things that you get, like, there's not, there's nothing that's too much for you that's, yeah, like, yeah. too on the nose. This, to me, is an example of that. Like, you get really excited about seeing Scumbag Steve in person. It was more of just, like, a, like I got what? kind of excited about yeah, it. it. it was was I'll admit it. Okay, okay, okay. I got I excited when I met the Double Rainbow guy. <laughs> Did you really? Okay. But, so something else, I don't know if you know that. Maybe I'll talk to you about this. But I get excited to be Antoine, the, the rapist. Antoine Dodson? Yeah, the Lincoln Park guy. But, uh, so funny. I was talking to my friend, and she looked over, and she saw like a guy with a mohawk. And she's like, that looks like the guy from the Curiosity video. Like, okay. The, the Mars Curiosity thing. Oh. And I was like, oh, I was like, okay. NASA, he, the guy from NASA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The JPL, JPL guy. Yeah. yeah, and so she, like, she walked over, and she's like, she goes, you look a lot like the guy from the Curiosity team. And he goes, yeah, that's me. And it was, it was supposedly it was actually him. Like in, uh, there's no he way was here at South by yeah, Southwest. I, I, I talked talk talk to him. I talked to him, and I asked him if he wanted to come on the podcast, and he's down with it. There so, you go. Where is he? So he's not here. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I'm so, so that, that was weird. Actually, I got introduced to him. The guy. This is the guy who, when they were landing the latest round of rovers on Mars. He had a mohawk with like stars in it too. Yeah, yeah, it's some some goofy thing. Anyway, he became he became really well known on the JPL team, um, and I, I mean I like that because it's he's a guy who's like making an effort and you know speaking of people making an effort and looking cool. Monty at the party looked like a fucking awesome. He looked like a badass. <laughs> he and was he, great, but he spent the entire party trying to unbutton my shirt at I, every available opportunity. He nah, has a boner for you, and he's really trying right now. Yeah, yeah, but uh, really yeah, so but no. So, the, so I got introduced to the guy from the JPL team, and it's like I'm being introduced to him among like. The, the the scumbag Steve guy and like the other mean people. It's like I just it didn't seem like. I mean, he's like this is the guy. He's the guy who fucking landed a ship on Mars. Yeah, to me, that's yeah. like a different. You know. So like amazing. this guy, this guy's popped up everywhere now. But it was like it was just weird. Like wow, what? Like what is this guy doing at our party? How did he end up here? Here's an interview of him so, with uh, Sheila Lazar. Lazar. Yeah. yeah. So it was pretty crazy. It was like wow, that's. that's I did strange. I did not even see that guy. Really? Yeah. Although what? I was pretty drunk, so <laughs> yeah. it's uh, it's not too. So the so our party also, was. Can we also point out the fact now, just before anyone else points it out, that all the parties that we make fun of, we used to make fun of on the podcast, and we actually not only go to these fucking parties, but we actually we've become everything we hate. And we yes, we have lived long enough to become we hate. We know that. So comfortable with that. We had a party at this one at this venue 
that was like at the top of a building, and to get there, you had to walk up this giant flight of stairs. It, it of was ridiculous. It was like a straight shot all the way oh. up there. We're all I'm I'm, out, I'm totally out of shape. I walked up there. I was like panting. By the it time was I got four to the top. flights of stairs. Imagine like you're walking up four flights of stairs, but you walk it up a straight line. Like you see what you're gonna. It's like a Mayan temple. Yeah. Is what it looked like to what you're going. <laughs> There's up. some footage. And, yeah, and then of course, once you get to the top, you get drunk. And then when you go to go down, <laughs> it's like the whole thing's spinning. Gavin, you're not focusing on anything. Gavin. Every time I Gavin saw Gavin... Gavin's a couple shots in at this point. We're showing a video. Uh, yeah, this will be linked in the, the linked up. Uh, we're showing a video from the, from the uh, That's party. That's Monty. That's Monty, the crazy red hair. Every, every time I saw Gavin at the party, I made it a point to put uh, a Jack and Coke in his hand. So really? you're the reason why yesterday was one of the worst days <laughs> of my life. Every time I saw him, I was like, hey, let's get you a drink. Why is it the worst? Hangover? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Man, I always say that, that they, they start doing shots and stuff, uh, and I, I always say, if there's ever a night where I don't remember what happened in the night, the last thing I remember is taking a shot. Always. That's 100%. And I'm like, I just like... Just looking at the ceiling. Did I you do a shot it. that night? No, I didn't. When shot. was the last time? I remember, I was at that party at Gus's house when yeah, you, you got yeah. gone. You have got you, gone. Have you, have you been... Have you hit that level again since then? That was tequila night. Uh, uh we might... Uh, uh, luckily, like when we went down to Australia... I had Brandon there as a decoy, and people would hand me shots, and I'd go, I'd go, hey, thanks, Brandon, drink this, and I had him, and that's when Brandon sent me that tweet that made no fucking sense at all. Yeah. I had it saved on my phone forever. It was just like total nonsense, and it, I was worried that he was dead <laughs> right after he sent the tweet. So, uh, so how do you feel about making a video go ahead. called An Interview with the Fulcrum? Where you just do no, no, don't, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. I have an idea for a, a thing for a thing that I, I want to talk to you about. I think I've already <laughs> talked to you about this. I think did we just be, come up with the same idea? I think I think you're. I think you might be feeding back to me something that I said to you. Are you talking like drunk history? No, nope, like, not at all. I'm gonna stop talking. Stop about it. it. He said stop. It's a video I want to talk. Well, I'm no, it's a video something that already exists. So. Now yeah. I'm intrigued. That's the whole thing about like <laughs> yeah. something already exists on the internet. Like you think of something that already exists. But Gavin and I, Gavin and I left the. After our party, we, we got invited to the. We actually should showed her on screen. Sheila Lazar, who runs What's Trending, they had like a they had a party right around the corner from us, and so we went over to that thing. I don't know what they did to promote that party, but they did it completely wrong, because there was like an entire block of Fifth Street that was the line for that party, and was we there were, like a special guest there or something? Dude, this is what I don't understand about these things. People will wait in a line around a block. For what essentially amounts to thirty dollars of free drinks, you know, it's basically was it's South by Southwest. Yeah. So at night, all day long, people go to panels. I guess that's what they do. And then at night, they go to these parties. And it's like if they can find one that's an open bar or whatever, then the people just go ape shit for it. But I mean, really, I mean, what's the? the I mean, thirty bucks of free drinks is what you're really hoping for. And they're in line for like three goddamn hours waiting to go into this party. But because um, uh, I was on Sheer Lazar shows today, uh, show today, Barbara, you're going on Wednesday. Yeah. And Jack, you're going on Thursday. Thursday, he's got some cool guests that he's interviewing. I'm, I was, try, I'm trying to figure out if I can talk about him if they've been announced. Oh, we'll talk about it in a second. But okay. yeah, let me finish this story. But so we got so we got on this list to get in, and luckily the producer of the show was in the doorway when we showed up. Otherwise, Gavin and I would have just walked away. And they were like, "Oh, the guy's name is James. Like, come on, come on in, come in." So we go in and we duck under the rope and go in. And the people around us, it was like, who had somebody describe it? It was like skipping the line. For a lifeboat at the Titanic, people were fucking <laughs> yeah. like. Well, furious. you were already in when I arrived. Right, exactly. So we went through the same experience going in. Yeah, I was with a dude, and there was a line like half a mile long going this way, and then we were trying to get in under the rope and all that, and then some woman came over and she was like, 
VIP line's this one. And there was like another line of like 50 people. And I'm just like, I don't really want to get in that badly at all. And then someone grabbed me, pulled me under the rope. And everyone's like swarming in because we're getting through. And I'm like squidging under. And then in the end, I actually got under the rope. And right at the last minute, as I ducked in the door, I went... <laughs> oh god! But then you, get, then you get in and what? It's a fucking people were grabbing me and trying to like shove me back when someone was clearly trying to bring me in. Yeah, but then you get in and what is it at the end? I mean, at the end of the day, you're, I mean, you're in this. It's a it's bar, a, another a, a different party. Uh, exactly right, exactly, the same. exactly the fucking same as the last one. So I, I really don't understand the, the like the, the hubbub with ours. Have to come back, Steve, though. Yeah, yeah. In Curiosity Mohawk, dude. Well, that's where I actually met Curiosity Mohawk, dude, the other place. Oh, really? So, yeah, that's funny. So. I guess everybody was just making the rounds, and it was only like a block, like a half a block away from our party. So, so I, after we left, after I left our party, uh, I was like walking down the street trying to figure out what to do, and I got a push alert from the South by Southwest app on my phone that was like thunderstorms headed to Austin by midnight. You know, take be sure to take cover. That was a like, good idea. Clear out. Why doesn't the fucking Weather Channel app send me alerts about thunderstorms? Why am I getting alerts from the fucking South by I'm Southwest sure there app? Is a weather app you could download. I have like the Weather Channel app. Well, maybe it just. It's not set that way. I'm sure there's an app you could download that will. I'm you. sure there is, but I would think the Weather Channel app would have that functionality. Well, maybe they're... Fucking you know, get on it, people. Get your shit together. <laughs> it's like, it seems like that's core functionality that would be relevant. And I had no idea it was going to rain, so thank you, the South by Southwest app uh, creators. Hey, Jack, there's a message for you over there. Hey. <laughs> um, oh, sorry. So here, let me read this thing here. Um... I want to remind everyone that this podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 100,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature and featuring audio versions of many New York Times bestsellers. For our listeners, Audible is offering a free audiobook to give you a chance to try out their service. One audiobook to consider is The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash roosterteeth. That's audiblepodcast.com slash roosterteeth. I'm looking right at I'm uh, mad-dogging Jordan because... Right before the podcast, he told me that. Uh, <laughs> Why is there right a... before the podcast, Jordan told me <laughs> that today was Douglas Adams' birthday, and that I should recommend a Douglas Adams book, but I didn't. I recommended The Hobbit. Oh, today. get face, Aww. Jordan. So suck it, Jordan. Sick burn. <laughs> so I'm still trying to figure out if I can t- talk about who's on. So the we're going to be. Uh, some of us so. are going to be on the the Nerdist podcast this week on Wednesday. On oh, Wednesday, we will be on the Nerdist podcast. People have been asking us to do that for a really long time, and so Nerdist podcast uh, this Wednesday. It'll be me and Gus and Joel, yes. right? You said that like Joel. Me, me and Gus and Joel. And, Joel. Um, and it's going to be live streamed, I believe. So people who want to watch. Is it? I'm going to be nervous. If I said it like Joel, I'd be like, I would have been nervous when I said it. And I would have said, I told you. I told you. <laughs> you were there and I said, we're going on the podcast. But uh, so D-Y-Y. for South by Southwest, it's going to dominate probably a lot of our conversation at the early part of the podcast here. Because everyone from all over comes to Austin for this festival <laughs> called South by Southwest, which it starts off with now a little gaming thing that they have, a small gaming festival. Slash interactive. And then there's an interactive festival, which is not the same thing, because... The but inter- this whole week is interactive, though, right? Yeah, and then, but also film has started, too. They overlap. They all overlap. So, and then it's interactive, and that overlaps with film, which then overlaps with music. It started with music, initially, back in the day. Uh, the South by Southwest uh, Music Festival, and then they added film... And then years ago, they added interactive, and now they're trying to get some gaming stuff going. But uh, the crazy thing about that is the badges are super expensive. Like, if you want to go to all the festivals, the badge is a platinum badge. I think that's like 1800 bucks. Yeah. I think it's something like that. Yeah. And the crazy thing to me about it is that the interactive festival, which is like a bunch of panels uh, about like how to make it in web, social media, etc., that that's the most expensive single badge. Yeah, that's it's like a thousand bucks for mm-hmm. that badge, and I think music is 
700 and film is 600. That seems way out of whack to me. Does that seem crazy to you? No, it seems insane. <coughs> well, yeah. I, would, I would think you'd get the most benefit out of an interactive badge. Why? I don't know. I just feel like music and film is more for enjoyment purpose. Okay. And interactive is more of a learning and meeting people. So in you feel like you should pay more for education as opposed to entertainment. See, I think what Barbara is saying is that it's more of a business expense. Yes. To go to the interactive festival. So someone could probably justify getting that from a company more easily than they could justify film or music, unless they're in that industry. Hmm. Well, we have a friend who has a, uh, a film in the film festival. We have uh, uh, Emily Higgins has her film. Former yes. employee. Yeah, Grow Up Tony Phillips. is. Uh, she's got a film that's there. It's her now, her, what, her, is that her fourth feature that she's made? I think it's her. I thought it was third. Third. Third feature? Yeah. Close. Yeah. Fourth. Actually, no, it's fourth. fourth. It's her fourth, yeah. And she's the ripe old age of 20. She's got her fourth <laughs> film. She makes it's me feel so Gray impressive. was the uh, DP for that, right? Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. So, I'm going to go see it later this week. Um, we're going to yeah. do it like Thursday or something Thursday. like that, right? Um, we're going to see it. So, check it out. Um, and then what else? Do we know anybody else? Like, uh, did Nathan... Uh, yeah, uh, Nathan's film I read got picked up. Kid Thing? Kid Thing, yeah. Oh. I was reading somewhere. I think it was like on his Facebook that he posted that. Uh, Nathan's not with us anymore. For those of you who don't know that, Nathan left the company, what, about four months yeah, He's ago? still alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's still alive. So I'm going to look up Kid Thing and see what I have a cousin who actually has a film that's showing at South by Southwest. It's called Lunar Sea with like an exclamation point at the end. It looks really cool. No, that means it's called Lunar Sea. <laughs> <laughs> the most excitement I've seen out of guilt in ages. I've been feeling a little under the weather today. Yeah. Wait, the hand motion combined with the silence right after you did it was like he just hit, No, he held it. I liked it a lot. He held it like jazz hands. You, you got yeah. to stick with its commitment. That's performance. Literacy. You got to commit. It's part, of, it's part of our improv training, remember? It's true. Oh, you weren't here for that. Yes, and. Yes, and. So you're under the weather too. Like every, it seems like a, like a lot of people kind of been yeah. down. I think yeah, I got it keeps a cold. going this year. Yeah. Everyone keeps getting the flu again and again. I think I got a cold this time. Like yeah, I woke the, up with a sore throat and kind of a headache. And are you one of those people that bundles the flu with a cold? Sure. When you think it's the same I thing. Just, other people fact. being sick. Isn't me. it a form of the cold? A co- uh, the flu comes with a fever, and colds do not come. Flu with fever. is a thing that you can you can die from the flu. Yeah. Only cold. if you're lame. <laughs> or if you lived in it would be really late, wouldn't it? Yeah. Cause of death, flu. No, no. Historically, you'd be with a lot of people. Yeah, but it's lame now. Yeah. I don't know. I guess so. Historically, yeah. getting killed by a cannonball. Historically, you'd be with a lot of people too. <laughs> it would still be lame today, though. Dude, <laughs> how many fucking people have really been killed by a cannonball? <laughs> a cannonball. Not that many people. Well, like the I'm sure. You into the couple water, hundred. Or? I'm sure it's more than that. How do cannonballs kill people? Do they, they, do they hit you or do they explode? The, Are there some that have like... No, there's just shrapnel. It's, like, it's a little column A, yeah. column B, I think. Uh, no, I, I, I think... I don't think cannonballs I thought, explode. I think cannonballs stay intact. I, but I they think there's both kinds. Unless, it's, unless there's like a big fuse sticking out and you light it before you fire it. <laughs> like one of the flaming cannonballs yeah. that blows up like in a... <laughs> in like a cartoon? Like, like a bullwing <laughs> like cartoon? You, like you can upgrade in Age of Empires? I love that they still put those on the signs at the fucking TSA at the airport. What, for Like bombs? someone's going to carry a fucking bomb <laughs> with a wick that's lit. It's just so stupid. Like Boris and Natasha. What is that, sir? It's uh, my iPod case? I mean, what is it? It's like, do we need, like, an international symbol? Like, we clearly mean bomb. It's like, you're either carrying a bomb or you're not. It's like, oh, sh- oh yeah, I got my bomb on me. Yeah, like, oh, like, big right. bulge in your pocket. I feel like it's so absurd that if I, was, if I were to walk through airport security with a black ball with a fuse flaming, they would just let me through. You know, they wouldn't actually think I would walk they, in with they, a bomb. They, they changed. The, the TSA started allowing, or they're going to start allowing pocket knives again on planes. Good. Yeah. Good. But you still have to take your shoes off to get on. Yeah. You still have to take your shoes off, and you still can't take water on. I do not yes. have to take my shoes off with pre-check, which is another thing you should do. Really? 
Which I admit, I did pre-check. Um, uh, we traveled so much that I registered for the service with the TSA called PreCheck. You can look it up. It's only in some cities. But I go to L.A. so much that L.A. is a city that has it. I, it goes against what I feel. Like, I'm, I'm a kind of big privacy person. So I had to, like, register with the TSA and actually answer interview questions and stuff like that. Like, kind of, like, pre-screen myself. So now when I go through LAX, sometimes they put in this totally side, like, security line where it's like, I don't have to take off coat. I don't have to, like, take off my belt. And I can just walk on through, you know. Hmm. It's like, a, like they just turned down... The metal detector. <laughs> like that. What is um? What is that global entry thing? Have you seen that? Oh, that's for like it gets you through immigration and passport control more quickly. Oh, okay. That's uh, can I read this real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, Factory Twenty Five, which sounds like a distribution company. Factory Twenty Five has picked up Sundance Berlin and South by Southwest title Kid Thing from director David Zellner and his producer cinematographer brother Nathan Zellner. The film will open in New York. On May 24th, and will expand through the spring and summer. It will also be available on cable. <laughs> uh, iTunes, Amazon, Xbox, Sony PlayStation, and other digital outlets May 24th, with a limited editions DVD book following later this year. Check out the synopsis below, and then you go read the synopsis. Look up Kid Thing if you want to find out what Nathan Zellner's up to. And it's playing at South by? Nope, it's already played. Oh. But I just, I just remember reading that it got picked up. That's cool. awesome. Good for him. Click. So yeah, was it at last South by? Yeah, it was last South by. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh... So back to we're gonna circle back here a little bit. Uh, so Sheer Lazar, uh, Jack, you're hosting on Thursday. Yes. Uh, I had the 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 extreme honor today of hosting uh, the show when my Twitter idol was on. It is Mister. Excuse me, not Mister. Doctor Shaquille O'Neal was on What's Trending today. What is this doctorate in? Uh, uh, organizational leadership. Oh, legit. <laughs> yeah, and he's a smart dude, man. He's a smart guy. And, uh, yes, I, I have I, a PhD in organizational leadership, yeah. What, what's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds like something made up. Do you have a fucking PhD? <laughs> <laughs> no, never mind. Great guy. Look at him. Yeah, yeah, like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Do you have a PhD? It is impossible to take a, anything but a low-angle photo. Yeah, of Bernie, you're like 6'1", right? Six I'm 6'2". Six you're 6'2", and he is a head above you. So he came on today, and he was promoting that he has a new YouTube channel, and he oh, has... He does. What? He does. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a it's, it's Shaq channel. And then he also has a service, and I'm going to not get it right now. I think it's called Tout. And it kind of sounded like a competitor to Vine, which, okay. I don't, I mean. That's a big market there. I don't know. Vine, Vine seems like it would be easy to compete with. Well, I thought Vine is owned by Twitter, right? Vine is owned yeah. by Twitter. Okay. They don't seem to have, like, a really strong connection there. Like, not yet. Really, but they are definitely owned by Twitter. I got yeah. in an argument with somebody about it. Ashley does social media for IGN. So she was saying, no, Vine is not owned by Twitter. I was like, I, absolutely it absolutely is. is. Absolutely yeah. is. Well, that, that's not... Also, it's GIF, not JIF. Yeah, we got no, the big GIF. debate. Did we, go over that on, did we go over that on the podcast? Yeah, I think we mentioned it. And she used a Vine with the IGN staff. She she posted a Vine with them at a par- Super Bowl party where they were all saying it's – they all think it's pronounced JIF. I think technically it's supposed to be pronounced JIF. But yeah. you just sound GIF. like a dick when you say it that way. <laughs> yeah, you do. You Also, you sound like a dick when you make a Vine at a Super Bowl party. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, actually. They are in San Francisco, Sorry, so it's okay. You also sound like a dick when you argue about the pronunciation of, a, of GIF. No, you don't. No, no. Because it's fine. a word that people say. Well, how it's do you not a say word, it? though. It's, a, it's an acronym, isn't it? It stands for something. What yeah. does it stand for? Well, yeah, what does it stand for? Nailed it. Who knows? <laughs> what, is, what is it? Graphical interchange format. Hey. So, so graphical is a guh. Graphical. Yeah. Gif. Yeah, he says <laughs> gif. He just said gif, so I know he's in, I he's in there. What's right. another word that if you pr- pronounce correctly, you sound like a dickhead? Uh, I got a great Again. Word. Again? Isn't that how you pronounce it? No. I say against. 
Against? Yeah. Yeah. He's like a dick. Yeah, that's <laughs> stupid. Uh, yeah. I w- uh, aluminium is like right at the top of my list. Aluminium. But either either pronunciation's correct. I I don't think aluminum is correct. I think aluminum is just a bastard. Aluminium. Yeah. Um, aluminium. We had like I swear a half an hour arguing about that on a podcast one time. Aluminium. Yeah, I remember that because I didn't realize it was spelled different. Yeah, you were coming at me, and I was like waiting for you to finish. I was like, spell I U M. But I remember that. Let me tell you how big. Let me tell you how big Shaq was. Okay, or is. I guess he still is somewhere in the world right now. That big. <laughs> but it, you know, uh, afterwards I took that goofy picture with him uh, backstage, and then Shira said before they got off stage, she said, "Oh, I'm supposed to take a picture with you because Shira's a pretty small person. She's not actually this big." <laughs> uh, but she goes, "She goes. I was just supposed, supposed to take a picture with you because my friend said we'd be ridiculous to see us together because we're such different sizes." I'm sure everybody tells yeah. him that in the world because he's he, he's the limiting factor in that picture. And he goes, he goes, he goes. You want to show how different we are in size? He goes, yeah. So he grabs her and lifts her up. Oh, that's like, a picture. Oh, wow. Without even like, I mean, she had, she had no clues <laughs> coming. And uh, he just lifts her up. And she's, I mean, I, I don't know how much she weighs, but she's a very small person. Can't weigh that much. A very thin lady. But, I mean, that's a person. And he just, like, lifts her up over his head. That was yeah. pretty amazing. Had no problem holding her there either. That she's impressive. holding, like, a very flat stance. She was doing, you, know, you kind of have to. I mean, she's kind of trapped there, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just go limp like a cat. Yeah, exactly. That's, like, the ultimate way. If you get, if you get into a fight or something, just pick him up and just hold him up to your head. Like, All right, there you go. Yeah. Speaking so go of ahead. which, man, Grumpy Cat was also here for South by Southwest. Grumpy Cat was here? Did you hear the lines were three hours long to see Grumpy Cat? What's fucking wrong with the world? We're going to wait three goddamn hours. Don't get me wrong. I want to see Grumpy Cat. I'm not waiting three hours in a line. Are they to touch it? I don't no. think so. No, there's there's so photos. Like there's actually an animated GIF of, of Grumpy Cat uh, sitting. GIF? Huh? Animated GIF? GIF? Uh, I got totally thrown off. It's an, an animated GIF of Grumpy Cat sitting there and like multiple people rotating out and taking pictures with them. And it says, kill me. It just looks like the saddest thing ever. It's like, you know, Aww. all these people making their best frowny faces next to Grumpy Cat. And it's like, that poor, poor animal. I should take a picture with Grumpy Cat. No, no, no one should take a friend. picture with Grumpy Cat. There you go. It's the second, it's the second post in the Austin subreddit right now. <laughs> this is kill me. <laughs> Apparently Ben Folds is in there, too. He's one of the guys. Oh, really? The, yeah. It so. looks like it's green screened. No, that's him. That's that's poor, poor grumpy cat. Poor tartar sauce. Is that name Tartar Sauce? Yeah. That cat has an well, apparently, name. apparently the cat's name is Tard. Yeah, I thought or it was and just Tard. Yeah, and then it became famous, so they were like, oh, it's not Tard, it's Tartar Sauce. Tard is just short for Tartar Sauce. Yeah, that's what it is. T-A-R-D-A-R. Yeah. You know, the way everyone spells Tartar Sauce. <laughs> So anyway, but like, yeah, he was up on the side of a building down on 6th Street, right? Yeah, next to Buffalo Billiards. It's like his <laughs> giant face on the side of a building, like looking oh down oh, at the street. <laughs> there you go. Those of you watching the live stream right now get a nice face full of tart. Is it a her? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's oh. a her? I yeah. thought it was a dude cat. Yeah, that's a big cat. She's also like this big. Yeah, she's real, like real super tiny. tiny. Seriously? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I would not wait three hours to meet a cat. No, absolutely not. Um, so StarCraft Two. Heart, Heart of, the of the Swarm comes out this week. Mm-hmm. What else comes out this week? I should know this. God of War Sim City came out. Sim City came out last uh, week. Yeah, actually, you know what? I, I, I'm, I didn't want to bring it up. I don't know why I brought it up. I mean, it's such a pain in the ass with all the DRM and all that stuff. I mean, are you playing Sim City? No. No, let's not even, talk, I let's came up, let's not even talk I, tr- about I tried to. Let's not even talk about it. I came yeah. up with the ultimate business, new business. I own a bunch of servers, and I take them to every game release company for that initial burst of gamers, and then I piss off to the next launch, and I just go around with emergency servers like that. Like a triage millions. service? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, okay. Gavin's millions of servers <laughs> service. Smug smile. So you would just show up with what? Well, nobody, An airship, 
A Zeppelin? What are you coming? How are you arriving with millions He's got a dirigible of full of servers. You're like a cable or something. A cable, okay. <laughs> a long spool of cable. <laughs> companies, companies don't want to buy enough servers because they're only going to need that many right I hate to I hate to break it to you. You can rent computing time. You can totally do it. Service. We rent we rent servers for DayZ, for instance, for well, our why community. Didn't, why didn't EA do that then? I'm sure they did. I'm sure there's other things. It's like internal bandwidth capacity issues. You don't know what the specific problem is. From an outside perspective, it's like, oh, they just need more servers. Here we are talking about fucking SimCity. Yeah, you you brought it up! <laughs> I'm trying to get off great. that. I, but listen, it's like... Okay, so... Gotham War Ascension, Heart of the Swarm. Um, a bunch of DLC comes out Man, this week. When did Wings of Liberty come out? Has it been almost three years now? Was it 09? No. StarCraft 2? No. Oh, so was it 10? Yeah. Was it that long ago? I'll look it up for you on my new iPhone 5. I think it's probably been almost three years. <laughs> Wow, damn. Yeah, it was, we were in the old office, so yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I think, yeah, we were in the process of moving over here. Yeah, man, that's a long time ago. Um, and then some DLC comes out this week. Uh, Awaken, the new DLC for Dead Space what, 3. Bioshock Infinite is in two weeks? Next week. Next week. Wait, no, no, Infinite, um, Infinite I think, might be two weeks. You yeah. might be right there. Isn't that, like, one of the busiest March? Yeah, yeah. Well, see, the thing was... Uh, it's going to be like this from now on. Yeah, well, yeah. The, thing, the thing was, a lot of games got pushed from the fall into the spring and so that's what like all these games are now landing yeah, like I still haven't played the Mass Effect 3 Citadel DLC oh, yeah. I bought it but I, that came out last week I still haven't even loaded it up yeah but. you did no I haven't <laughs> I, was, I was trying to aggravate you <laughs> that but. seemed to work pretty well alright you want to get, take, a, take a over under here guess on when Wings of Liberty came out since you guys are both so interesting go I'm gonna say July 2010 go I'm gonna say October 2010 you are correct July 27, 2010 one does not forget things like that it was during Comic Con well, one could easily forget no nope. because I remember I was <laughs> at Comic Con I was like was, I think it was the last Comic Con I've, I've been to I was, I was so upset that the game was coming out while I was there and I couldn't <laughs> play really? it right away yeah <laughs> You were crushed. Yeah. Is that why you don't go to Comic Con anymore? The, the narrowness of your life is just so astounding. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, just I like, can't take criticism from someone wearing a tie like that. I'm sorry. You don't like my tie? <laughs> don't you have to fix your bicycle to go get on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll do it like that. I'll do it sideways. Oh, God. Jordan's Drive cringing Jordan right crazy. now. Oh, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready for Heart of the Storm. I haven't even bought it yet. I guess I should buy it through Battle.net and maybe yeah. preload it. We, you've had a beta code for that forever from Buckus. Yeah. But it's not single-player stuff. It's just multiplayer. Uh, oh. Do you play multiplayer StarCraft at all? Uh, I did when it first launched. I haven't played in a while. Oh, in, so uh, the, whole, uh, years. the whole Wings of Liberty thing was that ended with, that ended with a, a plot device uh, yeah, for sure a you... main character that they're now showing in the trailer. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I guess I didn't play Wings of Liberty. Yeah. So I don't understand that. That happened in Wings of Liberty? The, what? The stuff with... Yeah. The, the character? Yeah. The okay, Kerrigan. We, we, I, I we can spoil it's it. In it's the trailer. Three it's, years. Yeah, it's yeah, three it's years. in the trailer. With Rainer rescuing Kerrigan. That yes. was in Wings of Liberty. That was at the end of Wings of Liberty. I, I gotta go back to play that then. Yeah. Because, I don't know. Yeah, you can watch the cinematics if you want. I should, I should do that. Yeah. The cinematics are beautiful. Like, is that, that's internal, right? That's not blurred. No, anybody. that's internal. That's awesome. Yeah, they do that. Yeah, Blizzard is, I mean, the animation team at Blizzard is like right up to me. It's up there with Pixar. I mean, yeah. Love JB. To me, to me, those, he doesn't do cinematics though. Yeah, he does animation. Yeah, he does animation. But uh, the yeah, the, all the cinematics for all the Blizzard games have always been like head and shoulders above everybody else in the business, and that continues. I mean, to the point where, with collector's editions of their games, they would include DVDs of the cinematics, and they should, so you could watch them. Yeah, yeah. I think the best cinematic that I've ever seen in any game is the origin, essentially the moment, the betrayal moment with Kerrigan, because uh, it happened in the first StarCraft. Mm-hmm. And then they made a cinematic for it. It happened in-game in the first StarCraft, and they made a cinematic for it in the second StarCraft game. And it's fucking amazing. It's really yeah. good. Jen Taylor, right? 
is the voice of Kerrigan. Is she? I believe she is. Man. Wow. She, she has does, a lot of voices. She does everything. Jen Taylor is, um, she plays uh, Cortana. No, it wasn't. It's, I think oh. it's Trish. Oh, Trisha Helfer. It's Trisha Helfer. Trisha Helfer, yeah. you are right. Damn. Trisha Helfer does the... They do the, kind uh, of sound alike, though. Kerrigan. Really? That's right. Yeah. Hmm? No. Disagree. I have a hard time. Like I, I, I Jennifer don't. Jennifer, by the way, has also played number six Isn't in Battlestar Galactica. In Battlestar Galactica, she's the she was the Cylon in Battlestar Galactica. She's the really super hot one, the Damn. blonde one who uh, only Gaius saw in season one. Only Gaius, yeah. Um, you said only guys. Yeah, I got confused. Right? <laughs> um, I almost drank coffee. Two yeah, that's that's our <laughs> that's our coffee from uh, the live stream we did on Friday. That would have been not good. That was fun. Yeah, that was cool, man. Yeah. Richard Gary was here. So for people listening to the audio version of this podcast. We're going to have highlights from that live stream with Richard Garriott at the end of this week's podcast. Uh, audio highlights. Yeah, audio highlights. Oh, very cool. Very so, cool. Uh, we, we, we cut together some Dude, of the high points. I was so excited by that. I mean, I, if you've ever listened to the podcast before, I said this on the, the live stream that we did. Uh, I mean, I've talked about Richard Garriott before. I mean, the Ultimate Games. That is easily the biggest influence on me getting involved in, I guess, home gaming is the way to say it. I played arcade games, um, but, you know, there wasn't, besides like Atari. And definitely, with, there was nothing on PC at the time. Um, uh, the Ultimate Series is what got me into, into home gaming, mm-hmm. like yeah. serious home gaming. It was just like, it see, was incredible. And it was great to be able to sit down with him and talk about all that stuff, and it was awesome. Yeah, see, your Gary, that's like, like my, my John Romero and Carmack. Like, mm-hmm. I like Doom and id Software. Actually, Romero gave a speech. He did a panel at, at South by Interactive. Uh, it was like the making of Doom. And I'm like, of course, I, re- I hear about it afterwards. I'm like, I would have killed the gong of that thing. Go to that thing. Uh, Romero's an interesting story too because then he went off and started Ion Storm mm-hmm. and then what's he doing now? Uh, he's still making games. I think he's is he back at it? No, no, Carmack's still at it. Yeah, Carmack's at it. Um, Carmack's he, also like Richard Garriott, heavily involved in space, yeah, private space armadillo stuff. space, armadillo yeah. aerospace. Yeah. But uh, like they didn't win the X Prize to get into to be the first orbit, but they did win an X Prize. Uh, later, There's, there was a later one. It was one, like, the, it was like the lift off and touchdown, right? I want to say they. I want to say they landed. They landed something on the moon. Like it was a. No, I don't thing. think so. It wasn't that? No. Uh, maybe it was a landing thing. Maybe I was confused. I'm gonna I, look th- it up. I think Jack's right. Yeah. yeah. There was something about like like basically taking off, hovering for a certain amount of time, and then landing like ver- like vertically landing, and uh, like the first group that could do that multiple times within a certain span would mm-hmm. get another X prize. Wow. And so. That's pretty cool. I think they tied with somebody else, if I recall correctly. Because isn't uh, is it Elon Elon Musk? Is that his yeah. name? Isn't he working with with Carmack? Well, he, he owns SpaceX. Oh, oh, he owns SpaceX. Yeah, he started SpaceX. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. They um, uh, they just opened a Tesla dealership in Austin. Yeah, I saw that. In it's up domain. in the domain. Up in the domain. Yeah, well, and they have a service center up on Burnett. How do you say that road? Burnett. 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 I said yeah. Burnett. Like Carol. That's a stupid. One of the stupid things about Austin. Is that we have so many streets that are just pronounced completely incorrectly, like or, or streets that are different depending on where you are on them. No, there's a lot that are just pronounced incorrectly. Like the word M A N O R is a word. It says manor. That's how you say it. We don't say manor road. We say manor road. Mm-hmm. You know, you live right by manor road. What is it? Someone's name? Uh, probably. I'm, I'm probably yeah. Probably Clive Manor. <laughs> Clive Manor. Even Mueller, the Mueller developments like that it's supposed to be Miller. No, really? it's not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Mueller's supposed to be pronounced Miller. Hmm. Well, why would it be spelled M-U-E-L-L-E-R? Or maybe it was supposed to be Miller and it's been butchered to Mueller somehow. That's but what you just said. And that's what I'm agreeing with you. <laughs> it's more rude to assume <laughs> someone knows you than to reintroduce yourself. Also, we, we have Manshack. 
which is spelled Minchaka or Manchaka. That's the biggest one. But then the city is like then there's something like there's a person named Minchaka, like M E N instead of Man. Anyway, that's there's a man we're, we're getting about as local as you can get on this podcast. This. Let's talk about coaching change. I get a lot Let's of old uh, jokes. Let's talk about like, it. Andy Reid going to Kansas City. Confused. I think like, right. Sandy is that right, Jordan? Cito? Shut up, Jack. God, we're trying to move on over I'm here. I'm talking about coaching changes over here. Yeah, shut up. Is it San Jacinto or San Jacinto? Jacinto. Jacinto. Okay, see, I don't know because I don't know Spanish Jacinto at all. Jacinto and Gears of War, right? Yeah. Okay, it's, that's an example of stuff I don't understand in this Oh, uh, someone is telling me the Ultima 4 is free on GOG.com. That is Benjamin Mueller. <laughs> that's not a total coincidence. Uh, or Moeller. That's good old games, right? <laughs> yeah, so right. thank you. Appreciate that. Um, should I tell you about I got So I got a new phone. My iPhone My iPhone cracked, my iPhone 4. Yeah, people have been commenting about yeah, it. Yeah, and crazy. so I, fi- I finally went, I went out this morning and got, got an iPhone 5. How, nice. how do you crack your iPhone 4? <laughs> I just dropped it out of my truck. Huh? So now, if you ever use an iPhone, I think that's the biggest weirdness to go back one phone than Don't. that one to the previous one. Yeah, just because of the so weight. So weird. Oh, if I yeah, so many hands for a month, and then use the, your your old one. Yeah, it'll be bizarre. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't imagine going to one of those. There was leaked photos of that new Samsung Galaxy out today. The thing's like this big. It's it's it was enormous. It yeah, looks like a, got a table. Bit mental with those tablet phones, haven't they? Where it's just oh, like, the tab wedge it into a pocket. Just they must just fill a pocket with some sort of molding material, pull it out, and then make a phone of that shape. Yeah, exactly. but then some people wear skinny jeans like you. You can't fit that shit in skinny I'm jeans. I'm doing laundry. These are the only jeans I have today. Oh, the fact that you still own those jeans. Are these the ones you bought online? These are the ones that I bought when I was drunk by accident. <laughs> <laughs> How do you accidentally buy jeans? Okay. accidentally got skinny I didn't jeans. didn't know how skinny they were. <laughs> it's easy to do. skinny jeans? It's easy to do if you don't, you don't know when you buy something online. What did I buy that was so ridiculous? <laughs> I forget what it was now. <laughs> Um, it was completely off scale when we got it in. What the fuck was it? Was it the cat sombrero? No. Was it supposed to be like a normal that sombrero? That was really like, small, though. No. Oh, I know what it was. <laughs> it was, it was Boom. shelves for Boom. the bathroom in here. It was this big set of shelves, and when Amazon delivered it, it was like this big. <laughs> <laughs> what? This big. I just, there was no scale associated with this thing. Did they have it like in a room or cabinet. But it was just a miniature little, like, jewelry box. What? Oh, that's food. That's the other one I bought. So I bought, I bought, um, maybe we have some from Nightstar, so I was going to get them. So we were buying silverware. Oh, God, I remember this. And I think, I think either Kara or Jen had already ordered them. And I said, oh, no, no, I, I ordered them today. I, got, I re- just replaced the order we had before. And somehow I bought forks, knives, and, like, little, <laughs> little ice cream spoons. <laughs> <laughs> they were that big, so our spoons were just these little tiny little pastry spoons. Did you eat with them? <laughs> I did. Not it would take forever. You're trying to eat like soup with it. You're like, oh my god. Because at first I totally tried to play it off. Yvonne goes, she goes, you ordered the wrong size spoons. I go, perfect, <laughs> <laughs> delicious. I, I ate an entire like jar of yogurt with it, a little little thing of yogurt with it. It took me four hours. <laughs> <laughs> See a spoon and a knife. They would suck if they were small. But right. I think a fork would be just as good. Works at any scale. A fork need, you just need at to any scale, them. I would disagree with that. You can get a fork. It's like little prongs. And what, what if it's giant? You'd only be able to eat a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> yeah. Really you, you said any scale. That's a good point. What if you had an enormous pitchfork? <laughs> well, it'd just be like spirit, wouldn't it? It's fine. <laughs> Eating <laughs> a steak with a stab <laughs> yeah, like, I want to make you back this up. I want to take you out and give you a pitchfork and a steak knife and take you to a dinner <laughs> at a nice restaurant where you have to eat with a giant fork. <laughs> oh, Kara has them. Bring them oh, over here. Okay. Ah, there they are. You can see, like, how like, 
This is normal size spoon. Right. Here, I'll hold up for the camera. This is normal size spoon. It's a spoon and that's a spoon. And that's what I <laughs> <laughs> about a quarter of the size for those. Who I, was, I was like, these are totally fine. So I mean, imagine this on Amazon. It's like I'll put it over here in the black. It's just freestanding by itself. I was like, that's a spoon. <laughs> that's that's that not a dirty a trick. Spoon. And then these things, it's like, we got 2,000 of these things. <laughs> 2,000. <laughs> we Jesus. do. It looks exactly like this you one. You know what that's they perfect look for? exactly the same. That's perfect shrunken. for a little thing of yogurt. I don't know what it's for. What you? I think they're coffee stirrers is what they are. But you have to be a lame Yeah, you burn the tips of your fingers, wouldn't you? You'd be like, what's that? Just the tips, though. Yeah, <laughs> and that's all. No big deal. But I had, I, had a, I had a very Gus moment today when I bought my iPhone 5. Go and I want, I want to understand, when iPhone 5 came out, I, I said I was going to upgrade because this is the most used device I have. I mean, I use this thing constantly all day. I always call it like a Star Trek device. It is amazing. I think it's worth the money to upgrade it just for like whatever small feature they add to it. Because it, I use it so much and it'll like save me so much time in my life. It's actually worth it. But I didn't upgrade to the 5 when it first came out because I had a perfectly fine working iPhone 4. And I knew at some point I was going to fucking drop it and break it. And I thought it was going to be in like the next like two months or three months. It actually ended up being like six or seven months. And uh, sure enough, I, I was convinced too, if I stopped and just bought an iPhone 5, I would drop the phone that day and break my brand new iPhone 5. But that's ridiculous. It's not ridiculous. It's totally legitimate. I, don't, I, broke I, my I just phone don't understand with, that argument. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm with Gavin on this one. I mean, Why? Because you're going to break it anyway. But I had the drop. The I had the careless drop. The fact that you've just bought that doesn't mean you're not going to break that. It's, you could drop it yeah, tonight. exactly. I'm less it. likely to break what it. What do you mean? You, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Because I had my careless moment of, oh, should I drop my phone? No, no, it but it's a random act. So, just because it doesn't reset. Is that like, why you have two children? What's that? No. <laughs> Jesus. You're not He's actively right. trying to drop your phone. No, I didn't actively. So I got last, last week, I, I dropped, I got excited. Then I realized I had Apple Care on it, which could have replaced the screen. So I went into the Apple store, said, will you replace the screen? And they were like, no, your Apple warranty doesn't cover this. And I was still like, I was like, yes. And the guy's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? So I said, well, how much is it to replace the glass on it? And it was like $199 to replace the glass on the iPhone 4 that I broke. Or it was 400 to buy the phone. So I said, I'm just going to buy the phone for 400 Because then it's like, I felt like in my mind, that consumer math, I'm only paying 200 for this phone. <laughs> you know? And so I did that, and I got it. And then he goes, cool. He goes, he goes well, here, let me take it, uh, and I'll check your serial number on it. And he did something with it. And he, this is actually on my iPhone 4. He was doing this to check the warranty. So he, did, he took the iPhone 4, I gave it to him, and I unlocked and I handed it to him. And he went to go check it. And then I had that moment where I didn't have anything to do. So I went to reach for my phone, and then he got it, and I go, and I went to reach, and I go, oh. And then I just sat there. <laughs> I just sat there in the Apple store like this. Like this. I had no like, idea. You don't know what to do with your hands yeah. if there's not an iPhone in it? It's, it's like, like when you pull the hard drive out of the computer that's on it. Just, it's just like... <laughs> I love it. The second you gave it to him, you went to reach for your phone. Like, yeah. a, like, a, like a reflex. It's like that's what I do when I'm by myself in like a public situation. I have nothing to do. The worst. I'm gonna check something, and I had so I literally was like, and then from his like, <laughs> I, I turned like nine degrees and looked at the shelf. <laughs> like you don't know what to do with your body now. Like, I had no idea what to do with myself. Feels weird. What happens to me a lot is I'll be on my on my mobile phone on hold. And I'm like, God, this is boring. Where's my phone? And I like start reaching yeah. in my pocket for it to do something. I'm like. Oh wait, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm on hold. I was talking about that on the, like on, like before we started the podcast. I was FaceTiming with someone one time, and I was like, "Oh shit, where's my phone?" And I literally was FaceTiming, holding it in my hand. It's like while you were looking for your while phone. I was looking for my. Did phone. Did you say that out loud, and the person on the other end was like, "I think uh, I think I like I was like I thought it to myself." Then I looked and I was like, "Oh fuck!" And then I had to explain it. <laughs> so it's kind of one of those dumb things, one of those dumb moments. Uh, that's happened to me too were you not, with my parents. Were you not worried that he would look through your stuff? I like, told, th- I'm totally when he took the phone, it. did he go? 
And then continue to go. Then you look at you and go, nice, sir. Congratulations. Brandon elbowed a woman in the face because she took his phone. Yeah. (laughs) Remember that? In the back of my car. He elbowed a woman. Like, she was looking through his photos. I remember that now. And he went, ah, and reached for it and, like, popped it right Was it just, like, in the scramble, or did he actually go straight I don't know. It was was behind me. I just heard him go, ah, and then, like, the phone hit the ground. Sure. I'm sure sure he He threw threw a bow. He panicked. Only Gavin would purposely punch someone in the face. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) What, are you going to punch in the face? Yeah, I was filming Gavin. We were all out downtown, and I was filming him like this. I was leaning against the wall, and he's doing this with his hand. And then he just it's whams my, uh, me. It's the signature move. He yeah. whams me right in the face, but he misses my phone and just hits my nose. <laughs> so the whole video is me going, ah, and the phone dropping. And you laughing. Did we ever put that up? Nope. No, we should. <laughs> we should. So I noticed, too, on the on the, the video that we just played, which will be in the link dump, but they're going to put that hopefully in there. Uh, I saw Michael and Lindsay in there. I did not see them at the party the entire night. No, they showed they up a little late. Oh, did they? they yeah. yeah. Yeah, I totally, I totally missed them. Well, that's the end of that story. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I loop back for literally nothing. No, it's, it's funny. Like, the party, it's, it's crazy how many people work here now. Like, I sat down and looked around. I was like, geez, like, like, there's so many people that work for Rooster Teeth now. It's like, wow, look at all these animators I've yeah. never met before, really. And, like, I've, I've you know, seen them, but I've never really talked to them. And I don't know if it was kind of actually them. cool to get, a, like, an introduction. About ten minutes after we started the live stream, they all came in here and started eating our sandwiches that are <laughs> over there. Like, we, have, uh, we have food for the crew who works here late. Those are good sandwiches, man. Bernie hates them. And uh, like there was a, like a line yeah, of animators who came so in and started good. going through the sandwiches very <laughs> silently and then walked right out. Like the vultures. Do you remember that time you made tortilla soup and you said, come on over next door for tortilla soup? And I, in about nine minutes, it was all gone? Yeah. It was when we first opened the annex, which is where we filmed the podcast. And I was, so I thought, oh, I'll make tortilla soup because some people have like made the sacrifice of moving over the annex. And it, it was kind of debatable who was going to be over here and who wasn't over here. So I thought, we'll have like a little housewarming party for the annex and I'll make tortilla soup. And then I just posted to the everyone list, hey, come over and get some tortilla soup. They fucking showed up. Like, I mean, it was like. <laughs> I think Kathleen came over like nine and a half minutes after you sent that email. Yeah. And there was none left. And she's mad at me about it, too. <laughs> I was like, I really didn't make enough. What is in that? What's in, a, in tortilla soup? It's just like. <laughs> it's like chicken soup. It's chicken broth soup. And then you actually just throw in like tortilla chips at the end. And there's like corn and but don't they get other soggy. ingredients. Yeah, uh, well, it's like cereal, kind of in a way. Like, you eat it before it goes completely soggy, but it doesn't matter. Not for me. Does that, yeah. does that gross you out? <laughs> Gavin hates soggy Anything stuff. soggy, man. Anything soggy. What yeah, about a vagina? Nothing that is... What? Would you what? ever describe a vagina as soggy? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was trying to come no. up with something that he would say yes. But nothing that is soggy hard... Plunge. Nothing that is hard normally <laughs> is ever better soggy. So, like a dick. What about Oh, listen to Gavin. Poor <laughs> fucking Gavin. Why are we talking about genitals? No, I mean... It's not his genitals, so obviously yeah. it's not relevant. But name something that is usually hard, and when it's soggy, is okay. And not gross. I can come up with something. Hold on a second. I literally can't come up with anything. You could say, uh, like, Fritos and a Frito pie. As they've been like kind of sitting there for a while. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's actually pretty tasty. You think most of the country or the world knows what a Frito pie is? No, I didn't no. know what it was. And yeah, I so basically what, what they do is they, these are served at like high school football games yeah. in Texas. Basically, they basically take a bag of Fritos and they cut the side of it open so it's long. You're holding it long ways, mm-hmm. and then they just dump chili and then cheese and onions in there, and they mix it up, and it's probably the best thing that's ever been created. In any kitchen it is anywhere. amazing. That was one of the first things you made me when I moved here. When oh, I was yeah? staying at your house, you were like, hey, you want a Frito pie? I'm just like, what the hell is that? Is that the only thing you know how to cook? No, I can cook. <laughs> yeah? What's yeah. your favorite thing to cook? My, probably, I like cooking ribs. Rib it's, it's fun to do. Oh, it's a grill. Um, I'm good at, I make spaghetti. I make pretty good spaghetti. So 
though. Fair I don't play. cook very often, but you know. But when I do, when I do, spaghetti. spaghetti. <laughs> no, somebody's tweeting the scumbag Steve that we're talking about on the podcast, oh. <laughs> and he's coming back. What podcast? What are they saying about me? <laughs> <laughs> really nice guy. He was awesome. No, he was cool. It was kind of like I, I, I seriously love that he's embraced that. You know, like he's like that's his thing. He's like, all right, fine, I'm gonna roll with it. You know, like. Some people get all pissed off when, like, if you know something like that were to, to happen. Well, if like, you're yeah. a meme, you're only a meme because you're very lucky, right? So you or might as well unlucky. milk that. Or unlucky. Yeah, you think Matt Bryan's psyched to be? But you can't yeah, try. Yeah, yeah. He totally, he's posted. He's with totally his, getting laid. He's for posed it. with his own picture. Really? You can't try and be a meme. It's like you can't try and force something to be viral. You totally can. Yeah. The uh, overattached girlfriend was basically that. She invented that character. I don't know what that is. Really? The overattached the girl girlfriend. Lying this. She stares. At the, yeah, there yeah. Well, that's good, Barb. Go to Barb doing that. Yeah, no, there you go. <coughs> your, your teeth are kind of creepy. See, Barb, your teeth are so white. Oh, that is creepy. You don't know what overly attached girlfriend is. How do you sit next to Ray all <laughs> day and you don't know what that is? The Not that Ray has an overly attached yeah, girlfriend. You, you just know what it means. She's, uh, <laughs> yeah, she's from Dallas, actually. Uh, I've never seen that in my life. You've never seen her in your life? Do you not no. ever You're on, on the internet like all the time. I don't, and you don't oh, know. No, I don't go on Reddit. By the way, the internet. Since, nice. since he's come up and he's tweeting, he's tweeting about it, people are tweeting him, if you guys want to follow Scumbag Steve... He is at Blake Boston six one seven B L A K E Boston. Did I ever tell you how six one seven on on his website? Sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you here for a second. He has the story about like uh, the picture and the history of it, and I guess he was taken when he was like fifteen or sixteen. And on his website, he writes that his mom took the picture, and uh, when she first saw the Scumbag Steve meme, that she cried about it oh. in a happy way. Oh, there no, you no. Go. She... <laughs> That's funny. Nice. Okay, what were you going to say, Barbara? Um, remember a couple podcasts ago we were talking about Brian Dunkelman? Yes. yes. He has, like, hardly, like, any... Easy. Go ahead. <laughs> Move along. Is he regular? He's not very, like, he's not very big in social media, mm-hmm. as I would think he would be. Mm-hmm. Said lightly. I love it when people are, like, tiptoeing right. around yeah. the wording. Ooh. Well, how many followers did you say he had? I don't remember, but... I'm sure you do. A- apparently he got a whole lot from our podcast, and he was like, what is this Rooster Teeth podcast? And then... People were, I guess, tweeting back at him saying that there was someone named Dunkelman on this podcast. And then he started following me, and now I'm following him. And it's like, we have this dialogue every now and then. It's really Not after this discussion. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> Stimulating conversation here. No, I've, I've had... Um, I've had me after she's insulting his Twitter followers. <laughs> my, my Twitter is Jack underscore P, and I have people who will write Jack P. And every now and then he'll respond and be like, I think you're talking to the wrong Jack. And like he'll get back and forth to me. I think he actually works at Microsoft, too. Oh, really? Or he's a tech guy or something like that. So. I've looked up variations of my name and people just like tweet these random people about stuff. Yeah. And I'm just, I feel bad for them because they're like, what the fuck are these people talking about? <laughs> maybe maybe that's what's happening to me when I don't understand what the hell people are saying on Twitter. Oh. Maybe they're meaning to talk to somebody else. That's interesting. I never thought about like that. Like the other, like B-E-R-N-I-E. Have you, ever, have you ever looked on Facebook to see if there's any other Bernie Burnses? Yeah. Remember, the only reason I have a Facebook account is because somebody in the community made a Facebook account for me and was faking my Facebook account for, I found out, two and a half years and was, like, talking to my high school friends and stuff like that. That's and so business, creepy. And business uh, partners. And business partners, right? Yeah. They were friends with business partners, right? That's dangerous. That was fucking shitty, dude. Yeah, that's frightening. Really shitty. The, uh, and the way I found out about it was uh, they just heard about it on Xbox Live that somebody had made friends with me on, on – uh, on Facebook, and I don't have a Facebook account. They go, oh, well, they're posting all, you know, your all your journals from Rooster Teeth are being posted up there as though they're your updates. Yeah, and it had like your high school on it, and yep. all your like work information. Friends with people I went to high school with, yeah, it kind of sucked. So. That's not cool. It's weird. Like, who who in their right mind does that and thinks like, oh, this is a good idea? No one. No one yeah. in their right mind. Yeah, is exactly yeah. right. Does that? I, I I don't understand the logic behind that. Like, sort of assuming yeah. someone's life. You can't. That's There's weird. There's no logic there. <laughs> Man. 
So are you excited about North Korea blowing up the world? Oh, just ignore them. Uh-huh. So I talked about what was, what was it on the podcast two, three weeks ago, something, something like, like that. that. And since then, shit's gotten real. Has it? Yes. It's still exactly the same. They know no that shit has not gotten real. No, South the, the, the Korea is on alert. The, South Korea is always on alert. No, no. They the dr- situation they, has not they, changed. They, no, they've cut off direct communication they with South Korea. They cut a phone line. Which, a which phone is breaking, line is Which gone. is breaking an agreement they've had Dude, for 60 years. They just have to pay the bill. Not a big deal. <laughs> no, it's not like AT&T shut off their phone service. They actively said, we're no longer speaking to you. And like, and they, they said, this is a petulant child wanting attention. With Just a nuke, fucking ignore that. They have a nuke. Who cares? We have like five thousand. That's of like them. this thing. Oh, it's a five-year-old with a chainsaw. Just a, whatever. He'll be fine. I've got more chainsaws than a five-year-old. What? I'm just telling you, man, this goes to my theory. Eventually, all science or all technology is going to prolifer- proliferate to the point where some just assholes have it. But is it is it There's, wrong that I'm not I'm not worried? There's so many people everywhere that I feel like I probably won't die. No, it's totally fine not to worry. Don't be worried. Don't be worried about not worrying. Like if, if nukes just came flinging at America, go ahead. I wouldn't get hit. <laughs> you mean you specifically? Like you're not going to catch one. I just think like I would, there's not one landing on. I just you. think odds are that I won't die. Yeah, but you got to consider the fact, Gavin, with your very limited skill set, you don't want to live in a post-apocalyptic environment on any level. That is true. How long does it take for radiation from a nuke to kill you? It depends how close you are, I guess. Yeah, I think it depends on your exposure. It depends on a lot of things. Okay, so, so I right. see the mushroom cloud on the horizon. Better head out. Is that too late? <laughs> <laughs> well, look at the time. Gotta get going. You might have time. <laughs> I just see a reflection of the giant explosion. <laughs> Hopefully it's not too bright and you don't get killed by the brightness. I mean, could you leave? Why would you evacuate before the explosion? Too? I mean, isn't that the indication that there's a nuclear war going on when you see an explosion? Why would I, what do you mean? Why would I? Well, you see, when you bugger out then, it's like, why would you, like, you should evacuate on random days in case a nuclear explosion is going to come? Is that the way it's going to work for you? No, no you're saying once you see the mushroom cloud. Well, the mushroom cloud is the explosion. I mean, why That's would you... That's what I'm saying. Yeah, why like, would you leave before that? I didn't say didn't leave say that. before that. Okay. You're crazy. No, you're saying it's too late. <laughs> There's no other time to leave. You can't leave until the fucking bomb goes off. But you're saying if you see it on the horizon, is it too late? Is it... <laughs> like, are you dead already? It's the radiation from that, uh, which I imagine moves faster than I can get out of there. Uh, like, light, isn't it? Ra- radiation. Anyway. So, let me get Radiation might fall somewhere between the speed of Gavin and the speed of light. <laughs> that narrow window of, of speed. I think it gets blown by the wind. Like, uh, like... Well, so it's airborne. Like yeah, radioactive it, dust it, and, it like, atta- the particulate. stuff, yeah. Oh, well, I'm good then. Why? Because you can outrun dust. (laughs) (laughs) Gavin Free, faster than dust. Dust is lazy there. (laughs) Dust is lazy. All right, it's time for Gavin or Google. Google or Gavin? All right, we're going to play our game Gavin or Google. Do you know how this works, Jeff? I don't know how this goes. I will explain it to you. Okay. All right. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Because Gavin asked the stupidest things on the planet. Clearly. And I also got excited or I would always laugh what? at how Google would autocomplete my searches yes. to something ridiculously stupid that everyone on Google has apparently searched for, enough that Google thinks this is a normal question okay, to ask. Okay, yeah, yeah. So what I do is I take a short phrase, beginning of a, like a question essentially, and I give it to Gavin. He comes up with a question to complete the phrase. I also then punch it into Google. It auto-completes for me. I pick the most ridiculous <laughs> query there. And then you guys try to figure out who said this, Gavin or Google. Are you guys ready to play? Let's play. I'm All right. excited. We need a theme song. Gavin or Google. Google or Gavin. Which one said it? Let's find out. Hey, I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, that couldn't have gone better. Thanks for the smash <laughs> right there. Oh, my God. Uh, this week. I've never seen 
this week on Gab and Whole Arm thing. It was so good. Didn't even see it. I did the whole show. Wait, 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 do it again. Yeah. Gavin or Google? Google or Gavin? Which one said it? Let's find out. Hey, I'm feeling lucky. <laughs> there we go. That's the money shot. All right. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. First up. First up. The phrase that I gave to both Gavin and Google was, what is the most? What is the most? Are you going for, like, the Wink Martindale hosting style? No, no. By the way, I'm not going very style. Are any of these uh, users submitted, or did you uh, come up with these? No, I came up with these. Okay, okay. Okay. But the users have been great, and they have been submitting. What are they hashtagging? What is the most? Gavin or Google. Gavin or Google. Hashtag Gavin or Google. Is Google or Gavin or Gavin or Google? (laughs) Gavin or Google. (laughs) All right. Uh, okay. What is the most? Is so here's what. Here's the two. Here's the. You have to. I'm gonna give you two. Oh, so things. one is Gavin, one is Google. One is Very Gavin. Very good, Jack. Okay. Wow. Prize. I thought it was. I thought it was gonna give us one, and we nope. say whether or not. So I'm what you want to do is I'm introduce yourself to people. So <laughs> the, the phrase was, "What is the most?" One said, "What is the most expensive pet?" <laughs> <laughs> and the other asked, "What is the most boring job in the world?" Gus, you want to go first? I'm Which one is say... Gavin? Which one is Google? Ah, uh, the most expensive pet is Gavin. And then so the most boring job is Google. Of course. Barb, what do you got? I will say expensive pet is Google. Okay. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say expensive pet is Google and boring job is Gavin. Gus, you are correct. Oh. Gavin wants to know what the world's most expensive pet was. <laughs> what was it? I don't know. I never looked oh. it up. Oh. <laughs> I'll look we, it up later. We gotta look. We gotta look. We gotta look it up. Find out what the most yeah. expensive. It goes from Gavin to Google. <laughs> Gavin to Google. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, but I'm feeling lucky to put that in when you look up your query. Okay. All right. I like that we will oh. learn something. All right. So the next phrase that I gave to both Gavin and Google is, "What happens when astronauts?" And you have to you have to complete that. What happens when astronauts? <laughs> All right. What happens when astronauts? One of them said. What happens when astronauts fart? <laughs> the other said, what happens when astronauts think that they're upside down? <laughs> <laughs> See, I want to say fart because that seems like Gavin. It seems like his brand of humor. But <laughs> when, what happens when astronauts are upside down? White Lion Cubs, $138,000. White go. Lions are $138,000. All right. No, no. All Gavin, right. you're so when an astronaut farts or when an astronaut thinks they're upside what down. What happens when an astronaut <laughs> farts or what happens when an astronaut thinks they are upside I'm gonna go first. down? All right, go ahead, Barbara. I'm going to say farts is Google. I'm going to say farts is Gavin. I'm going to say farts is Gavin. Farts was Google. Gavin, oh, Gavin wanted to know what happened when astronauts <laughs> think that they're upside down. Gavin. So, Jack, what, you're out. You're out. This is a tiebreaker between oh, Barb oh, yeah. and I Gus. I didn't realize it was a single eliminator. <laughs> is there a cash prize? Well, no, no. We, there's only three questions. So There should be a cash yeah, prize. You're mathematically yeah. impossible you're to mathematically win. You're mathematically eliminated. Um, I'm, I'm so, to. what do you think happens when astronauts think they're upside down? <laughs> well, like... Look, look, you know when uh, you know when you what wake up. No, no, shut up, shut up. <laughs> no, but like, you know when sometimes you wake up and you don't remember what room you're in or uh-huh. which way you're, like which way you're facing. Uh-huh. It takes a little bit of time. Which way you're facing? <laughs> shut up. Okay, go on. But if an astronaut is <laughs> if their if their eyes are closed. <laughs> Keep going. Don't stop. How do they know what way up they are? 
if their eyes are closed? <laughs> no, the question you, you said, what happens when an astronaut thinks they're upside down? Yeah. That's not the same. <laughs> no, but if, he's, uh, if he thinks he's upside down, like, the, fr- like the, fr- <laughs> the fridge would be upside down, wouldn't it? <laughs> yes. It's all relative. All right. Okay, okay. Well, all right. It's relative to one point, but what's the point? <sighs> the final, cat- the final, final phrase for Gavin or Google is, has there ever been? I'm not going to get through this one. Oh, no. <laughs> has there so, ever been? So, one of these was said by a person we know, like, in person. We live our life next to this person. The other was asked by so many people that it actually showed up as a query on Google. All right. Has there ever been a real-life zombie? <laughs> That's the first one. And the other one is, has there ever been two of the same person? <laughs> well, it's my turn to go first. Shit. I'm going to say two of the same person is Gavin. <laughs> all right, Barbara. Um, which one's which? Um... Well, I mean, this is all for nothing, so I'm going to go the opposite. I would agree, I would agree with Gus, but I'm out. I'm yeah. going to say the uh, same person is Gavin. That's, that's what, what I said. Oh, sorry. Google. Gus, you are now one for one lifetime across Gavin or Google. You win this week. Hey. Gavin. <laughs> Gavin wanted to know if there's ever been two of the same person <laughs> so, ever. Well, do you, surely, do, do you think there's ever been two of the same person? Well, surely it gets to the point where someone... It's so genetically close to someone else that so, you have to say that the same. So person. you're saying, has there ever been two people who are genetically identical? Yeah, you know, like twins. Well, you said that you said the fingerprints, but they're, they're genetically identical. That's how you defined it. Oh my face! I start crying when we play this. Oh my god! Genetically <laughs> identical, twins. But they're not. If they you if said got, genetically identical. Yeah. But they don't have the same fingerprints. But they're genetically it, identical. But are they the same person? But, what, yeah. but if genetically identical doesn't actually mean identical, then what else isn't identical? I don't know. Maybe one of them circumcised and the other isn't. Yeah, man. Yeah, just get out here. Oh, my God. I'm can you that. pass me a piece? Yeah, can we get another one for Barbara as well? Oh, my God. <laughs> but think about the other one. So many people have wanted to know if there's ever been a real-life zombie. I mean, how many of you have to type that into Google before that actually shows then, up? Yeah, that's a similar thing. It's, what do you define as a zombie? Do you define it as somebody who died but is still alive? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, <laughs> Can we repeat that? Will you please just repeat what you said? No, no, no. Like, some people may have missed that. You can have someone. You can have someone who's died, but they're still on. <laughs> no, like <laughs> I was in the text. The definition of zombie is someone who has died, but is still alive. But you can be. You can be powered on. But uh, go ahead. You mean like brain dead? You're like talking like, weekend, like weekend at Bernie's is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're familiar with the concept of brain dead Gavin. We're intimately familiar with that. You mean alive but dead. But, that, but yeah, but at what point is the zombie a zombie? I think the concept, zombie of, the concept of a zombie, as people traditionally think of it, is someone who has died and then comes back. It's a zombie. We all know what it is. Reanimated. It's a dead thing that came back to life. Right. What's the closest case to a zombie that's ever happened? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> There must have been someone. No, no not, not Jesus no. Christ. He was resurrected. That's that, that, partial, <laughs> that partial decapitation you talked about. Uh, I mean, I guess to close you, say, like, what, you're basically asking what's the longest anything's ever been because dead. Because if you die revived. and get resuscitated, yeah. and say you were dead for five minutes and you come back, you're not undead. No, you're, you're alive. just alive. You're, you're alive again. You're re-li- the realized. The point is, a zombie is a fictional thing. 
it's clearly a fictional based thing. on a human body, which is a real thing. Oh, right, exactly. <laughs> it's just like Star Wars. You know, just, yeah. It's fiction, which is based on space, which is a real thing. <laughs> it's just like unicorns. I mean, they're it based on real sense. horses. How do you know if you're upside down? <laughs> yeah, what if what if the Star Destroyer was upside down at the beginning of Star Wars? Yeah. What <laughs> what would you do? holding on. <laughs> Darth Vader's like, this is this is not right. <laughs> My eyes are closed. <laughs> my favorite books are the ones that aren't based on real things in any way. They don't even have letters in them. It's just the vibration. <laughs> when you pick it up, that's They're just it. thoughts. They're just feelings. <laughs> well, okay. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Back to the, the two-person thing. Okay. Is that, like, how many fingers are on Earth, for a start? Fingers are on what? Seven Earth. billion times ten? Yeah. yeah, seven billion times, well, ten-ish. Yeah, sure, on average. <laughs> According to Google. Ish. Right. So chances are that Two of those fingers would have the same fingerprint. Well, yeah, I mean, I get m- probably way more. Yeah, well, like the fact that I mean, the snowflake thing is just a bunch of shit. There's no <laughs> snowflakes the same. It's, it's not true. It's a, I mean, it's like it's. There's so many of these things. Yes, there's something going to be exactly the same. Yes, <laughs> the answer is yes. You look so confused. So someone pointed out those uh, ants with the brain controlling fungus. Where oh, they get those parasites? The cordyceps fungus. I don't know. Is that Which, by the way. Someone told me uh, has now infected something else. It's Uh-oh. like crossed over to another species. Oh, no, there's, there's one for every species. Oh, is there? Yeah. What's the okay. human one again? I forget. AIDS. <laughs> Fast. Wah, wah. So wait a second. Zombie. <laughs> ant. Like there's the fungus, and then there's also the one that the oatmeal did the comic about, where it's got like the parasitic larva in its brain that controls it and makes it act like a real ant, then makes the ant try to get eaten by a cow so it can start over. Oh uh, no, crow! Like it goes up a blade of grass. <laughs> right. Goes through birds, right? I thought it was cows. Okay. But yeah, whatever. Was, Same. I mean, you can argue that mad cow, whatever that is, that is also like that kind of like... Is that a parasite? M- yeah, a it's a... Fu- I think it's a... F- like a, I don't even think it's a fungus. I think mad cow is like a, a crooked protein is what it is. Yeah, it's like a, a defect in spinal fluid, I believe. Is that there, what it is? There's yeah. A, there's a parasite in some <laughs> water insect that it just affects the part of the brain that controls its fear for the bird that eats it. And it just makes it not afraid. Huh. No, is that why you hit birds every now and then in your car? It's like they don't they don't fly. So a bird, you know, just when you say that, because a bird hit my car the other day. Like I was in my driveway, just sitting there, and a bird went bump and hit it. And I was at the gym the other day. Apparently, the birds are really dusty. I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah, when they, they hit the window and they well, leave the prints. They, they leave a bird. perfect bird print when they hit the window. <laughs> yeah. Bam! They're going through the air. Think about how much like dust they're picking up just by flying. They're just the radiation. Yeah, just picking up shit. If a nuclear bomb hits, stay away from birds. That's right. There you go. The only one hit you. But uh, I, we were at the gym and uh, <clears throat> heard a thump, and I saw a perfect, like, pigeon-sized imprint on the window, like this dust print. And then we saw something, other, something else big go by, and one of the guys who had watched the whole thing go down, there was, like, a bird of prey chasing this pigeon, and the pigeon, fucking bad luck pigeon, bam, right in the window, fell down, and the hawk was like, okay. <laughs> and then got him and Easy carried much. him off. Like, the pigeon knocked itself out, and then the hawk just carried it away and ate it. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Well, actually, if you think about it, think about it, it's probably way better off because the pigeon had no fucking clue what happened. Probably not. Is there anything more scared. shocking than walking into a window that you can't see? Like, is there anything that makes you recall with such? Does that happen to you frequently? No, I mean I've never done it, but I see it a lot on the internet. Uh, yeah, people and like, look those videos are funny. There's also weird videos of people. It's always the same. Like people run with their head. <laughs> no, like people <laughs> run with like the head is the front thing, mm-hmm. right? So you never they never kick it. It's always like face first. Well, that's how you move, right? Like you throw your body weight forward yeah. so you you topple yourself and just your legs move out to catch up the uh the the other ones too that i've seen videos of like people who just don't seem to understand what a revolving door or an automatic door are they just 
have never seen it before. Have you ever seen? They ever seen the guy like runs through the yeah. the yeah. automatic door? Like he like stands he, back and he's he waits at for it. the slide and then he runs. <laughs> he just runs full speed. There's this video through the of glass. there's four glass doors like this and two of them open up yeah. on top of the other glass doors yeah. and there's this lady who comes as they're opening and she stops and then moves over to the side of one of the windows and as it's closing she tries to walk through it thinking <laughs> that the two little glass panels. And she just goes, dong, and like falls right back. It's genius. It's even worse when the fucking shatters the glass, too, and they're like laying there and like yeah, shatters the, the glass. That's even better. <laughs> What's more embarrassing? Having someone see you walk into glass and be fine and then leave or shattering it? Be fine. Because then you're hurt. And so Probably shattering is more embarrassing because then like, you'd feel obligated to stand around and be like, yeah. I'm responsible. It, it was an yeah, accident. Yeah, I had to I, wait for the whole clean it up. Yeah, I didn't mean to do this. Dude, I watched a guy walk into a pole. <laughs> Uh, well, I was out getting some lunch somewhere, and there was a bunch of us on the street. And the guy was walking. No, no, I take it back. I was in Vegas, and uh, it was a guy checking his Twitter or whatever. And there was like oh. a little like pole that was up, but right about crotch level, and he walked right into it. And it was uh, Joel and I were watching. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be crazy." Oh, yeah, <laughs> and it's like, "Yep, totally." By the way, yeah, I just want to clear this up, Gavin. You're totally wrong. You help the girl if she falls down. Yeah, Wait, what? Always help the girl. What, what, it was what? after our Oscar discussion. Yes. Gavin said he would have let Jennifer Lawrence lay there. Oh, you're a you fucking okay? idiot. Because he, he, he said that you, you draw more okay. attention to it. Jesus This Christ. actually, after we had this discussion, something happened. Like, I was in the kitchen. <laughs> and it was Chris and Brandon <laughs> and Matt, our CEO, we, we Matt have, who plays Sarge. We have footage of it. Yeah, I know we do. No, we have it queued up and ready. Right, I know. Oh, so no. it up. So Holly, oh, Holly, the the female in this clip is Holly. She's our new PHP developer, and we're all we're all in the kitchen, and she's oh walking. My god. Oh, this, this is, is beautiful. Oh security footage. Oh my god, this is amazing. So here comes Holly all right. walking through the door, walking happy as can be, and she goes, "I'm walking away," and then she goes, oh, "Wham!" and she eats it. Brandon and Chris don't even uncross their arms. I didn't, wow. I didn't even know that Matt made that big a move yeah, to help Matt her. Matt reached. So Brandon, let me explain Brandon what we just saw. has zero reaction. I mean, wow. So Holly walked in the door. She walked like from the kitchen to the hallway transition, and she slipped and fell. But she did the Brandon, exact thing. Brandon I, says his reaction was laughing. Oh, that's <laughs> you can't better. See it. Thank you, Brandon. Why did that's you have to awesome. clear that up? Wow. But Holly did the exact thing that I expected him to do. Just like immediately get up and keep going. Just be like... Ah, uh, well, I fell. Yeah, yeah, but I'm what if, like, going. in the Oscars case... But if everyone case, swarmed and went, oh, my God, I'd be like, all right, But I what fell. if in the Oscars case, she's wearing a giant gown, and you don't know if she can actually get back up? Yeah. I yeah. probably do. Yeah, we got we a replay here. Okay. <laughs> 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 uh, and then Bernie... It looks like Bernie... I like that you... Well, look, yeah, it's like you put a banana skin yeah. on. <laughs> Did you see her fall behind you? What, you shoot her a look that made her fall down? What Maybe. if you slip on, Holly? It was raining outside, oh, and it was wet. wet. Can, oh. we, can we get Holly on the camera? Do we have that yeah, set up? Yeah, Holly, you want to jump on the... Uh, would, you, would you like the, to the make, make your... Hot seat over there? Let us know how you felt as uh, someone who was helpless and fell over. It'll take, uh, it'll take a few seconds to... Uh, yeah, to but I got to say, too, is like they're, they're cutting the clip off here. Uh, this is, this is uh, security uh, camera footage, by the way. We'll put it in the link dump. But Brandon and Chris... And I'm over by the by now the sink, and I go, how come nobody helped her get up? Come on, guys. And Brandon goes, Brandon, still without uncrossing his arms, he, he looks at me, and then he looks up at the security camera, and he goes, hey, you think we got a clear shot of that? Like he <laughs> his mind immediately went to not only don't help her. Oh, Holly's, but, we're, Holly's wearing a green shirt in front of a green screen. This, this could be but, very uh, interesting. Then it, goes, then it goes to him, like, I can collect footage of this and use it. What are it. the chances? And, of course, then we showed it. So yeah, we, we can't. All right, now now we're getting way out of control here. Holly also tripped today on her blanket in the office. I told her, <laughs> I told her I wouldn't tell anybody, but I just told everyone. You just told nice. everyone. This, this is the opposite of telling nobody. 
is like telling someone what, on the podcast. What is it? like? Okay. So Barbara has like this giant blanket she has in the office, and she's like, "Oh, I'm, I'm from Canada. Dude, I'm used to being anybody, cold." Anybody, any like, of the new people could back me up on this. Emily, the new store manager, came in, and she's like, "Man, it's cold in here. How do well, you guys thing, work in but here?" But then the thing is, you guys turn up the AC, and we are burning like we are super oh, hot over the Achievement. Oh, she's she in Austin. She's, oh, she's uh, got a floating collar. That's pretty cool looking. Uh, <laughs> so Holly, do you wish someone had been more on the ball and helped you get up? <laughs> you weren't just like, man, there's three dudes all around me and no one's helping me right now. You didn't immediately think like, oh. man, that Brandon is a dick. Well, there's a, her, we have a problem with her mic audio, so oh. sorry, Holly. You'll have to defend yourself some other oh, time. Maybe, maybe it's actually Brandon. Yeah, sure, we have a problem with the audio. She's, Suddenly, As a quick recap, she said she just got up and left and immediately went back to her os- yeah. office. She, she didn't yeah. seem to have too much of a problem with it. She also claimed she falls a lot, too. So. <laughs> she did. Yeah. Good. That's on record, by the way. The, the mic did work. She falls a lot. Yeah, so, so. If any bruises start popping up, we know it's, you know, she falls a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we it seems like we have been running low on liquor lately. Yeah, like really. someone's been drinking it. Yeah, that's true. We have more employees now, so. That is true. Okay, so other notes. What do we got to talk about this week, Gus? Anything else happened? Um, I, I can't think we covered all. Worry about North Korea, dude. They've cut communications before. Never like this. No, they have. This Never has like ha- this. how? How is what's different about this? They're, 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 tell they're, me. Apparently, no. Wait, wait, wait. Jack is a North Korea analyst. Apparently, no. I'm fucking, Please I'm tell me what is terrified. different. What is different is what I'm fucking asking you. They're, 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 they broke the contract they I, had with South Korea. The armistice. Have communications. It's happened, the armistice. It's happened before. Never has it happened. Sixty years so they've had it. Hasn't it happened four times in the last decade? They've done that. Yes. I don't think so. And they cut the phone line ten years ago in two thousand three. No, we'll fuck that then. It has happened. All right. Here, here is an argument that right, could fine. be made. Here's an argument that could be made, Gus, is that Kim Jong il was a fucking lunatic <clears throat> and was always like rattling his saber and all that stuff. But he never did anything. This is the first time they've done it under a new leader who might actually go through with something. My thought, my rationale and the reason I'm not worried is this. The people who are in power in North Korea will continue to remain in power if they maintain the status quo. If they launch a nuke and start killing people, they will lose everything they this have. This was the argument with Saddam as well. Okay, but what right? happened? Right. Yeah. It's like, Saddam's not, not going to do anything because he's in power in his country. He's fine. Right. Okay. They, they are happy. They are suppressing the people. <clears throat> What's going on there is atrocious and horrible and something should be done about it. But they will not instigate any conflict because they want to maintain their power. But what happens if they are, they are still in power? Yes, but their country is on the verge of collapsing. And so they're seeing, they're, they're watching. That's like, definitely not different from the last ten years. But I mean, like, I mean, there's like, like they're saying, like, mi- like millions have died due to like starvation. And That's stuff. been going on. That's exactly what's been happening. But it's kind of one of those things. Years. Like, at some point, you're going to hit a threshold and be like, "Well, this country's fucked. Let's just burn everything we can." So what? But they burn still, the fields the, and get the, the rich fuck out. still have power and still have money. They, they're not. They're not starving. All right. What yeah. is making you so minced off about this? Oh no, I'm just. I'm just. Nervous. What do you think is going to happen? Like, tell us. Make a prediction here. So that what are you worried about? Sure. Like, what do you think will happen in the next? I month? I, I think. <laughs> I think it's going to be something where, like, someone fires a shot, you know, and, like, it just gets taken in the wrong way. And then suddenly something, a little skirmish pops up. And we've never, I mean, we've never seen, I don't know, I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what could happen with North Korea. But I, I could see them trying to launch something I, big. I, I watch, I love, I, I, and the reason I'm so passionate about this is yeah. I, I love North Korea. And I love, the, like, the story of what's happening between North and South Korea. I watch a lot of documentaries and a lot of news coverage and analysis. We've talked about, about North this. Korea before. Yeah. Yes. And we talked about StarCraft. And I love StarCraft. I'm super excited about that. You know, they at the DMZ where they have the phones to mm-hmm. make the connection and, and meet. There's like, a, there's like a building that straddles the DMZ where they can meet. Um, like North Korean guards face South Korean guards. And the South Korean guards all wear, you know, 
military uniforms, they have giant aviator sunglasses, and the guards at South Korea stations there at the DMZ are like the tallest soldier, soldiers in their military. Oh, yeah. So they get like the tallest soldiers they have and put them there to intimidate the North Korean soldiers <laughs> and think, what's going on in the South that their soldiers are so much taller than us? <laughs> it's like a, a subtle like mind game they play. I saw a photo on Reddit of uh, like the South Korean soldiers at the DMZ where they were opening a door, which is essentially the door to North Korea. Like once they cross yeah. that threshold, they're in North Korea. And they had a guy literally holding on to a, like a pole or something oh, yeah. and holding hands with the guy who was opening the door in case he was to be grabbed and pulled in. Yeah. It's like, that's I nuts. They're like, they have crazy that. protocols. Like, think about that. That protocol has been established oh, yeah. for some reason. Like, yeah. they, they're like, we're going to open the door. Okay, I, I'm on pole. I got, I got your arm. Yeah. Just don't just, let go. So if you get sucked in, then there's literally nothing you can do about it. No, I mean, they'll take you they to the fucking prison camp. It's like yeah. that crab in that water thing. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> exactly what it's like. It gets sucked right I through. I once read, Gus, that there was a house that North Korea built on the edge of a cliff so that South Korea could see it. And it was like the vision of North Korea that they wanted South Korea to see. It was like a fake house where nobody was living, but they wanted it to look nice so that... That's a serious looking... Sounds about right. So that's Serious like looking dude. The, the wow. tall soldiers of South Korea... Look at those, those aviators. Yeah, yeah. those look at his pants. badass. Can we Photoshop the picture of Bernie's face up in that one? Just like <laughs> Shaq. Yeah, it was Shaq. God. But anyway, it's a situation. You might, I mean, you're probably right. There's probably nothing. But it's still a situation that should be paid attention to, right? Yeah, I mean, it's important. It's, you know, it's, it's important in the grand political sense of things, sure. Okay. But it's not like, it's not the end of the world. They're not going to attack. We are not right. in. Someone has summed up. I hope you're right. Jack's analysis of North Korean politics. It is, someone does something, then something happens, and then I don't know what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Basically that. Well, I was like, it's, it's sad, but... Let me, give you, let me give you a great, horrible, worst-case scenario. Okay. Like, like uh, North Korea decides to launch a nuke at South Korea. Okay. It's a shitball little nothing nuke, you know what I mean? But it still isn't, like, essentially an icy... It, it hurts Seoul, something like that. <clears throat> I'm not worried about that. Okay. No, that's so, sorry. Sorry, wow. sorry, sorry. Yeah. So, South Korean listeners... So they launch an ICBM-class missile, and then it detonates in a nuclear explosion. Not so much worried about, like, how much devastation that does. I'm worried about these fucking rusted-ass, decommissioned computers that are running silos in former USSR countries. That detect they go, the launch? Oh, there's a fucking launch! And it's yeah. in our hemisphere! And yeah. they launch That I'm a lot yeah. more worried about. That I'm worried about. Because that's like, cause we yeah. know how a computer shit can go wrong. Yeah. yeah. It's know? like, I mean... I mean, so even if North Korea, I mean, God, I can't believe we're talking about this so much. <laughs> even if North Korea, like, let's say, launches a nuke, there are, I would assume, anti-missile batteries in the south. So you ideally intercept it in the air. You still have a nuclear explosion, but it's not hopefully over yeah. a major earthquake. By the center. way, yeah. that's really fucking hard, yeah. what you just said. Yeah, I mean, a, we have a rocket with a rocket. Well, yeah, we have systems where we say they do that, and, you know, I mean, I mean, that's what essentially one of the things they say that bankrupted the USSR is when Reagan put out all that Star Wars yeah. stuff that was total bullshit. That was total, like, hypothetical propaganda stuff that we could shoot down ICBMs, and then essentially that was one of the things that led to the end of the Cold War. Because like, they no. seriously started investigating it. Right, yeah. And so then, wait, you won the war with bullshit. The, the U.S. won the war by making the Soviet Union spend more money than it had. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, like, uh, that being said, like, I'm not concerned about North America being hit. Like, I don't think there's any chance that North Korea no. could hit North America. Even if they could get a rocket anywhere near us, we would take it out before it got to us. I would imagine. I'd like to think that our military and our, you know, we have something Someone that, smarter than us exactly, is working on it. Yeah, that, you know, there some, exists yep. something that... You know, I, 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 we just get political here, too, but we can't also gloss over the fact that, you know, the U.S. did that in Star Wars. One of the many things that happened to the USSR, another major thing that happened to them was Afghanistan. 
They got in a fucking sinkhole in Afghanistan for yeah. 10 goddamn years and fought in Afghanistan and lost a ton of money and goodwill and everything fighting that war. And they eventually just pulled out and said, fuck, you know, we're not, we're not doing this and left. And it's one of the things that bankrupt, which is amazing to me because then we watched the U.S. do the exact same fucking mm-hmm. thing less than 20 years later. You know how you have that emergency system here where, like, TV, you can just replace Emergency TV broadcast with, system. Which, yeah. by the way, have we talked about this before? They test that thing every goddamn week. Right. Every week. It's never been used. If they didn't use the emergency broadcast system on 9-11, when the fuck are they going to use it? What has to happen? Zombies. Does the earth have to split in half? Yeah. Somebody has to get a real-life zombie going. A fucking, it would take an astronaut thinking he was upside down. So is that, what they, is that what they use? If they were to evacuate a city, they would just do that? I, I really, at I this point, I have no idea what that system day, does. Because they didn't use it on what we consider to be our biggest national. Don't they use it on tornadoes? Like when tornadoes are like coming through a city, they can they can light it up like that. The, the emergency broadcast. Have you yeah. ever seen something get taken over by the emergency broadcast system? No, me I've seen, personally, like, no. News things interrupt. Shows. But I've seen the tests. Yeah. Emergency broadcast See, system. I, they'll just hope everyone has the South by Southwest app installed, and they'll warn <laughs> yeah, them that exactly. way. Like, oh, nukes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You're, you're, you're in line for Prince, and you're like, oh shit, guys. Oh, fuck it, I don't know out. if we have anything. <laughs> yeah. Shit, shit, the missiles are coming. Oh, I don't know if we have anything like that in the UK. Like, I never saw anything like that when I was there. But, and uh, we don't, definitely didn't have this. Where the other day in the office, Michael, Michael's phone made the weirdest noise ever, and he he pulled his phone out of his pocket. Like, what the hell was that? It was like an Amber Alert because a kid went missing or something. Oh my god! I didn't know they could do that. They shouldn't be able. I think to. it's. I think it's an opt-in thing. He just got his phone recently. It made. So it, it was must, like it must have been something he just like, like checked a, off. Like by the accident. previous, maybe the previous phone number owner uh, had opted into it or something. I don't know. Well, he signed a brand new contract, so I'm thinking maybe but, it's just like a default. I'm thing. sure the phone number's been reused though. I yeah. guess so. Yeah. But a guy called Mario had my phone number before me. Prick. <laughs> so we're getting a new area code in Austin this year. Yeah, it's seven one something. Seven three seven. Seven three seven. Like the airplane. Seven three seven. Oh, nice. Anyway, yeah. my point with that though is, if that if that system is only on TV and phones, with people watching TV <laughs> less, can they can internet providers do that to your computer if they wanted to? I well, actually, not. they they well they have to revise it all the time because they realized about ten years ago that DVRs were killing. Nobody's watching TV live anymore, so it doesn't make sense to have an emergency broadcast interrupt a recording. That you watch, you know, an hour or two later. No, mean, my, that, you, that's one of my personal. So pet they had peeves. to adapt it so it punches through when you're watching yeah. a recording. They can punch through live. One of my yeah, personal pet peeves is when I watch them. It's been DVR'd, and there's just fucking crawling weather alerts at the bottom of the screen, yeah, yeah. like severe weather. Like this doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> this was days ago. I don't have to see this again. Yeah. It's well, fucking bullshit. Well, how are they going to separate that if it was actually live? I don't know. That's th- someone smarter should be working on that. <laughs> you know, believe it or not, believe it or not, uh, we come from background telecom. Emergency services are actually one of the things that can kind of slow down progress of technology. For example, uh, IP telephony, which is you know telephone calls based on IP addresses and data packets and stuff like that, that was slowed down for a long time because of 911 address delivery. Because when you would call 911, if you're on an IP phone, the address would be like co-location server where the service is. So like the the trucks would roll up to you know a data center, somewhere. a data center somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. when someone calls and says they have a heart attack. And that's that's a really big deal. And what's that called? E nine one one. E nine one one. But what's it? SS seven. I want to say was like the layer. Oh yeah, of that's the f- that's like the level of redundancy you have to have. So like a data center has to be uh, certified SS seven. Yeah, but I remember what, I can't remember what the layer was in telecom. It was only a whole generation. So of do they just come ago. to the location of your phone if it's a mobile phone? Uh, the mobile phones actually don't know how it works. Honestly, with I wonder if so. we stood on top of a skyscraper. 
got three phones, dialed 911, and then just like lobbed the phones into different parts and see if police went to those locations on the, on the you ground. You don't think the phone would break when it hit the ground? <laughs> now before they <laughs> transmit the data, he's probably right. They can trace that, can't they? Mm-hmm. The battery's still in. You ever thought break. about that? Like if your plane goes down, would you have enough time to make a call? Like when you get down... With an iPhone? Hell no. It takes five <laughs> minutes to turn on. It does. Well, I leave my phone on. So you, I just know what the, <laughs> you know what I do the worst it. part of an iPhone is? When it actually dies and then you plug it in to charge, it doesn't come back on for a good five to ten minutes. That's a big that pain, is yes. the worst. You should be able to use Clearly. something when it is plugged, plugged in. into the wall. I totally agree with Barb. I'm I totally agree with you. What it is would be, that? It would be faster it's probably so it doesn't that. die while it's booting. Yeah. So you're yeah. not, like, unplugging there, there, There's no way trying to protect you from that. Like, yeah. oh, plug your fucking computer in because we're updating it. What like would you be more annoyed at, though, if you lost power while that was happening and then your phone was bricked? Not bricked. I mean, you could probably restore it. You, you know? could restore mm-hmm. it. Yeah. yeah, I could restore it. No, I've actually... <laughs> hey, by the way, I never turn off my phone when we travel, right? I forgot. I can't believe I didn't tell you guys this. I never turn off the phone when I travel. I just, like... I and I still don't understand why. I just click it, like, into the sleep or whatever, you know, like, or lock. Just you mean off instead of you lock the screen? I lock the screen. Yeah, I lock the screen and I throw it in the back of the seat back pocket. So then when I land, I just pull it out and it's picked up the network and I'm good to go. And you guys are like, phone to turn on, wait, Apple logo, da da Yeah, because I'm not in the biggest <laughs> rush when I'm sat on a plane and I can't go anywhere. And even if my phone was on or off, I wouldn't be able to do anything different. You will love this then. You will love this then. Because I was flying along between Los Angeles and Austin. <laughs> I was flying along and my thing sitting in the pocket. All of a sudden, my phone, the email alert goes off that I got, like, email, like, two and a half hours into the flight. I'm mm. like, how the fuck did that happen? So I pull my phone out, and it had picked up a network, and it had downloaded all my email, including oh, attachments yeah. and stuff like that. They got it for listening. It had picked up a network uh, carrier in Mexico. Oh. So like, <laughs> and I guess their broadcast standards are not what ours are. They can do, like, a heavier, like, broadcast network yeah. there. Well, like, really high broadcast. Yeah, and it picked it up at 35,000 feet. I picked up a Mexican. So I got data roaming <laughs> charges. <laughs> oh, I was my like, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> that, that, when That's cell awesome. phones first rolled out and I grew That's up on the border, karma. that was a huge problem. That was karma. Like, you'd be in the U.S., Using your phone, but you'd be like, "Oh shit, I'm on the Mexican tower." What is turn off data roaming? That didn't exist back yeah. then, dude. It was Wait, like when was this? This was like in '95, '96. Uh. Wait, so you didn't turn off data mode? No, because no, he's I'm an just... asshole. Wow. Listen, if I go and <laughs> listen, fuck you both. Fuck all of you. He's too important, everyone. Clearly, look at the tie. It's like that thing that Steve Jobs did. Look at that shirt and tie. Come on. Listen, listen, to me, jackasses. How many fucking planes are you on today? Where? They have a fucking Wi-Fi network on the plane. Which, on the plane. Which doesn't work during takeoff and landing. It's, but it works during the flying part. So, <laughs> But that works with air, air, does it work with airplane mode on? That. No. no Wi-Fi you doesn't work in airplane mode. Yeah. So you, there's no setting on your phone to have it off and be able to use Wi-Fi. You enable you t- airplane mode and then you turn Wi-Fi on. Yeah. You enable airplane mode and turn Wi-Fi. You can't do that. Yeah, yes, you, you absolutely can. Isn't that what I just asked? Yeah, that's exactly what I do yeah. every fucking time. you just time. said no. So I turn, I turn, I turn airplane you. mode on no. yeah. and you then I turn no Wi-Fi me. on. Yeah. Well, they didn't put that in any manual. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bullshit. Uh, we're going to wrap up soon. because So we have I have a plane with a Wi-Fi signal next to it. We should talk about So watch this. Oh, yeah, we're going to Pax East. Not this coming, not this week, but next week. Next, next week. weekend. Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. So who's going to be there? Uh, Jack, Barbara, Bernie, me, Monty, Miles, Miles Carey. Carey. It always, it's always like, oh, Alan. we're going to send like two or three people this time, and it ends up being fifteen. Yeah. What you want to be the only one there? Do you? Huh? No, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying it was always, it's always a small group, and then it always expands and expands and expands. What's so we that? have our panel uh, Friday. Yeah. Jack. 
didn't you spend two years of your life bitching about how you weren't added on to Australia all the time? So how can you no, be upset no. about not being added on to one convention and then you're uh, still upset about being no, added I'm, on I'm, to I'm, I'm, not, I'm not upset. I'm saying it, it's always we expand. He sounds upset. He's the guy in the line. really expands. Every fucking year we say we're going to go to less conventions. That's what expands. And then we end up going to all the fucking conventions. Like we were at the South by Southwest Gaming Convention Yeah, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have a fucking convention Bye. in Austin. Yeah. It's our convention. And we're here in, in May or March. But we love South by. We love those guys. So it's kind of it's like that scratching backs type deal. It's like we, we're going to help them out. They're going to help I'm us sure out. They, I'm sure you're going to fucking just flood in our convention in July. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what's going to happen. Gus, sure. is that going to happen? No. Okay, I don't think so. <laughs> so you know how when people think that rules don't apply to them? Like you? Like the Bernie syndrome? Yeah. Well... No, well, no, but like <laughs> I think the rules are stupid. I think it's a different. But they don't apply to him. Right. So go on. Clearly. Steve Jobs apparently, when uh, he he had a Mercedes, and there's some law in California where you don't actually have to have plates on them for a certain period, like three months or six months or something. So he would just leave the plates off, and then every six months would replace the car with an identical one, <laughs> just to reset that counter. Because he's like. I'm Steve Jobs. I don't need plates. Yeah, I remember people once took pictures of his car with no license plate because then there's just like a barcode there. And they yeah. were like, he has some kind of special license plate. That's just a barcode. It's like, no, every Mercedes that he bought has a barcode there. It's like a, a serial number for right. the car. You just never see it because normally the license plate's in front of it. Yeah. Hmm. So that's what that is. What? That I'm Steve Jobs? No. Yes. You're just like, <laughs> this, I'm going to pick this rule and not do that one. But who does that? He's buying a new Mercedes, though, every six months. But that, don't you think that's mental? Thing, right? he, he could spend, what, 75 bucks a year to register that car and get a license plate, or he could spend, what, 50, 60, 70 grand on a new Mercedes every six months? It's all marketing. <laughs> it's all marketing. <laughs> we're talking about it. Fucking Mercedes. It is. So I guess so. It is. We all own iPhones. Let's go buy some Teslas. But we're going to Tesla sponsor the podcast. So, yes, our panel at Paxi. Yes. Uh, it's at the <laughs> main theater on Friday. It's, it's either 1 p.m. or it's 2 p.m. It's 1 p.m. in the main theater after Jerry and Mike open up for us. They're going to warm <laughs> the crowd up. They're going to do Very some, nice of them. some jokes and some magic, and then they'll be ready They're for gonna us. They're going to hug their fans. And we already announced that we will be showing the black trailer at PAX East. Yes, the black trailer from Ruby will be shown That's the there. the third trailer. As well as some other uh, stuff that we're working on. Yes. Brandy just took a picture of me. <laughs> just because it annoys you. We're doing it in flight. I wanted to take a picture of Gus. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we got that coming up. And uh, we are booth 711. Are we really? Mm-hmm. That's a nice. good number. We're, we're, we're back we're, to We're back close to the escalators. Like yep. when you come down the escalators. I think we're behind the, this. Yeah, yeah you like, like take a left or a right. It's like right in between yeah. the two escalators. I believe All it's right. a left. But if, if you come down the other one, it's a right. Well, it's from the other side of it. What if you're They're right next to each other. What we're if you're between them. Down? We're between the escalators? Yes. Oh, I thought we were all the way on Have you been to Pax East before? I know you fucking have. I have. There will be a map, and you will not have to figure this out based on our directions from memory. Someone just tweeted, Steve Jobs did that to his car so he wouldn't be followed. Yeah. Surely that sticks out more than a car. Well, I think he didn't want his license plate looked up so people wouldn't find his address. That happens. Uh, yeah. He yeah. knew his address. He already knew his address. Yeah, but it's easier to find. I don't know. Yeah. He's got reasons, but you know, you didn't invent the iPhone. What the fuck do you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can do whatever you want. You don't have a car. You're a yeah. human being you with a car in America. <laughs> yeah, I don't have plates either. In Texas. <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't. I mean, what is the chance? How long have you been here now? What is the chance you're ever going to get a goddamn car? Barb had a car in like three days. You had a new car, right? Sure, yeah. you had a license. What? Then get a fucking license. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know. I, I, no, I'm actually convinced. I went and signed him up for driving school. And I took him to the place, signed him up for driving school. Oh, what? Eight months ago? And I said, you're going on Saturday to start. He's like, okay. Nah. But then it. a hot girl came to town. And if I was doing that, I wouldn't be able to hang out. Yeah, that's true. If I was doing that. But then the next weekend. Yeah, forgot. <laughs> <But> the thing <laughs> is, I'm actually pretty convinced that if I yeah. did get a license when I could have, like, eight years ago or whatever, I think I'd be dead. 
No, yeah, I didn't trust myself really. You're also you're also a big ninny when it comes to driving. You're very scared of it. How am I scared of it? You are scared of driving. You're like you know, you're con- you're convinced. I'm like, scared of driving. You are. Oh, you think other people in the car are going to kill you? Like when they bounce around the dude. Cabin. People here are mental. They they're drunk all the time. That's what being scared means, Gavin. That's what it fucking means. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you are scared of driving. You think you're going to die while driving. You did too many uh, crash em up videos for your. Slow mo shit. That's what it is. It is. I've just seen how slowly you can crash a car and be dead, yep. and it's there. it's freaky. I'd rather be. I'd rather someone else be responsible than me. There, we, there we go. That's a that's <laughs> that scumbag Bernie right there. Where did that come from? With your tie and Twitter glasses and shirt. Yeah, it's my hipster <laughs> outfit. All right, we need to we, we, we need to uh, to wrap up here. Anything to see at South by? What's that? Anything to see at South by? I'm sure there is. There's a know. huge rumor floating around right now. I almost don't want to talk about it. We can talk about it. It's not real. Uh, Barbara and I are both in agreement on this one. That's I'm real excited. or not real? I'm very excited today because uh, they got announced that Matt and Kim are playing Austin. I'm very excited. Well, is that the secret? I, oh, we didn't, even, no. we didn't even get to tell the guests you were so, interviewing on Thursday. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can talk about it. I'll so. tell it. I don't care. Um, so on Thursday, Jack's going <laughs> on What's Trending, and it's going to be uh, the guests are going to be uh, Matt and Kim. Matt who, and Kim. He's very big fans of Huge Matt Huge fan of Matt and Kim. And then the, the rumor, which is what you think is going to be, is that Chuck D., He's going to interview Chuck D on what's trending. No, it's the other way. Well, whatever. Anyway, yeah. So Chuck, Chuck D's going to interview you? No, no, no. I'm not interviewing, <laughs> I'm not interviewing anyone. Like, those, those, those are guests on the show. What was the other way around? No, what no. That, that's not the big rumor we were talking about. That's a different thing. No, I'm just saying for what's trending. You're that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Don't be back on me. What, what the was the big rumor? About? What was the rumor? Yeah, what's the rumor you're okay. talking about? Well, what's everyone on about? I'll, I'll say the rumor. All right, fine. Barb no, will say the rumor. two totally different things. Tell your rumor There now. is a rumor that Daft Punk will be performing at the Capitol on Wednesday. Which yeah. is absolute be, bullshit. Which is probably bullshit. It's performance since 2007. So. Uh, and apparently they're going to have a new album. So that's a rumor. Yeah. So it's, it's just two blokes, though, isn't it? But it's Daft Punk. It's like It's just going to be two different blokes. If Daft Punk is playing Austin, I'm going to go wait in line for seven hours to go see Anyone under Live music at all? Do you go like if they? Hey, he, saw, he saw girl talk. I've been to live music once. And no, like, girl talk. if I, what's your favorite song right now that you like anything at all? Huh. Yeah, right. So like, girl talk. If girl talk's coming and they said, oh, there's only a hundred seats and you could enter a contest to win or whatever, would you do that at all? Yeah, okay. You'd go. Yeah. If would you had a ticket, like, would you go? Would I? Would ticket? I make any effort to get a ticket? No. Yeah. If well, someone said, here's anything. a ticket. Gavin like, doesn't make an effort for anything. Exactly. That's 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 the tough what thing. What is to ask the Gavin. hardest you have tried at anything <laughs> in the last? That not that I shouldn't say that because you work very hard on the videos you make. You work exceptionally the, hard. on The those. visa to work here was the hardest thing I worked on ever. Yeah. It took like it took like a, a year and a half of like two, two years beating you over the head to turn in five pieces of paper. Yeah, you would not do that. No. Beating you over the head, like just. Oh, like, so I just needed to fill out a form and that was it. Five. Dude, it was five so easy. Pieces of paper. <laughs> she did it in eight weeks. She yeah. was here. She was here. It was what? like, I said, do you want to get a visa? She said, yes. By the time I hung up the phone, she was in the front door. <laughs> like, she was done. Knock, knock. Okay. Anyway, so I'm very excited. Thursday, I'll be on uh, What's Trending with Matt and Kim and Chuck D from Public yes. Enemy. So, so anyone, don't think you're supposed to talk about that yet. Fuck you. Anyone that's, right. <laughs> he brought it up first. Anyone that publicly wears a helmet or a mask, they do that so that they don't have to be under the mask, right? You mean, oh, like what? Dead Mouse or Daft Punk? Yeah, they do it so that That's they could just persona? get two guys to like replace them and then just play the same music. Or they could walk like, down the street. That was an old rumor guys. about Kiss in the 70s, right? That it was like several different regional well, was, bands. Hand me that. I saw something really funny. It was yeah, we got to wrap up it. soon. I know oh, I keep no. saying it. we got like five minutes here. They did, the, uh, they did it with the Stig on Top Gear. It was like four different dudes. Oh, really? I thought Stig was one guy. Nah. Well, I know they replaced him. Like He's been multiple people. Yeah, he's over time. He's been a few different dudes. I've seen him. Oh, that's right. You worked on Top Gear. Did you have to sign anything specifically referring to Stig? And nah, that didn't give a crap. You call him Mr. Stig? <laughs> that didn't even give me earmuffs. Commander Stig? 
All right. What are we looking at, Burns? What's the name of the wrestler that wears the white makeup? Sting? Oh, yeah, yeah, Sting. I know I know exactly what you're talking what, about. What is it? WWE? WWF? Are we, uh, are we, I think it was WWE. Yeah. WCW, according to Brandon. Oh, oh there you go. Brandon. Whoa, what's that? Okay, yeah. hold on a second. I'm going to try to look at this video, guys, because I thought it was funny. It was All right. Like, oh, fuck, <laughs> where is it? Oh, uh, I swear, YouTube, YouTube on this is different to the rest of the world. <laughs> Nothing ever shows up on this computer. I just think you're missing. I can't even see. What's that? No, we're fine. You're sounding like Joel. <laughs> oh, man. What the fuck is this video, dude? He has face paint, not a mask. According to Brandon, he's very upset. Oh, well, no, but he's wearing a mask in the video. He's wearing a mask in the video. I don't, I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is the, this is the best way to end the Stay podcast. Yeah, I, I'm so apathetic. I Gus, don't care. Gus, have you ever done South by Southwest? Like properly done South by Southwest? Like on a badge or a wristband? Yeah. You have? When was the last time you did South by? This year. You have, well, I guess, well, not, not for work reasons, like for fun. Like no, that's not fun. What? There's nothing fun about South by. Yeah, there is. There's nothing fun about no. South by. Do you not like live music? No. Fucking hate live music. Yeah, okay, so, so the answer is no, you've never done that's South by. That's what I said. I said no. It was literally the no, first no, word out of my mouth. No, you said, you, you said you're doing it this year. <laughs> I know, and then you said for fun. Personally, I said no. There is nothing fun okay. about South by. All right. Aww. Well, you went to a party. <sighs> That's not, you don't need a base for that. That's not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get, did you have a bad time at the party? Is that what you're trying to tell us? You don't like being there? You don't have to go to our party next year. That's how Gus sits. Yeah, Gus is in relaxation. That's how Gus works. That's that's about four thirty. Gus, right there. Like he slowly slips out. Are we still looking for this thing? (laughs) I'm gonna fucking find it. Don't worry. (laughs) Oh my god! I'm really mad that I can't find this now. I'm really mad. All right. Fail at the internet. We'll put in the link dump. We'll put it in the link dump. We'll find (laughs) it. It's a funny video. Okay. Well, let's wrap up. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Because I'm not gonna watch that or see it. What? It would not be good. I'm not gonna tell you because it wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. Now. Now we've hyped it up. Great. Anyway, right. so Daft Punk, Matt and Kim, Bye. Austin, South by Southwest. Oh, and Barbara's going to be on What's Trending on Wednesday. Yes. But we don't know who she's going to be talking with, I who the not. guests are. Okay. But she'll be on it. You should watch it. And Gus will be appearing in South by Southwest at all the fun events. Uh, he'll be in the back so, of a petty cab. You if, you're, if you're listening to Audio Versus Podcast, stay tuned for highlights from the Richard Garrett interview um, about his new project and about his history in the gaming industry. So, it's a great podcast. Yeah. Bye. Well, Bye, Internet. Kisses. We are super honored to have with us uh, an influential figure in the gaming industry. I think it was a huge influence on both Bernie and myself. We have uh, Mr. Richard Garriott himself. Richard Garriott, everybody. Hey. hey. Lord Great British. to be here. Great to be here. If you have ever listened to the podcast on a regular basis, you've probably heard me talk about Richard Garriott before. A fellow Austinite. Uh, and also probably one of the main reasons that I got involved in gaming in any way whatsoever. I, I grew up as an arcade kid, but... Like, getting into PC gaming and home gaming was definitely the ultimate series. All right, so I'm excellent. super Glad happy. Can't, couldn't be happier that Richard Garrett is here with me. Right, well, I'm Welcome. Th- thrilled to be here with you. I am, uh, you know, fortunate to be uh, just at the right age where I was, uh, you know, discovered both uh, Dungeons and & Dragons and personal computers at about the same time, right at their very outset. Uh, and I had the great fortune to write a series of role-playing games that, you know, can stake a claim as being you know, amongst, if not the very first computer-based uh, fantasy role-playing games uh, through largely the Ultima series. I got to punctuate uh, a lot of kind of firsts uh, throughout its history. Uh, but about 15 years ago, uh, sadly, I walked away or had to leave uh, the Ultima series behind. And for 15 years, I've not developed another medieval fantasy role-playing game. Uh, and I think it's just long overdue to return to my roots. I, I think uh, uh, in the last decade or so, uh, it's interesting that there haven't really been uh, people who have targeted the type of work that I've done in the past. 
And so it was a really a, a ripe opportunity for the team and I to get back to our roots, uh, create a new role-playing game kind of uh, that both, we hope, harkens back to that golden era of the, uh, the deep storytelling that I did uh, in the solo player uh, numbered Ultimas, uh, but also includes a fresh approach to multiplayer uh, that allows you to still uh, live in a persistent world. Uh, and that's what brought us to the creation of Shroud of the Avatar. So today is its initial unveiling. Uh, today is when we're launching right now a uh, crowdsourcing campaign to not only uh, uh, help us accelerate the development, but also to invite in the players to come participate with us during its creation, because that was one of the great lessons of, for example, Ultima Online, which was since we did it mostly in a vacuum, and it was really the first, there were tons of features that we underserved the player base and a good, good number of features that we created that nobody really was interested in. So right. by getting the customers and the players in early, it means we can build this world together, uh, which I think would be better for the players uh, as well as more efficient you know, for us as well. And you have a history with that too. I mean, we go back. We should go back and talk about a lot of the firsts in your career. <coughs> There's a lot of them. Uh, but I remember when Ultima Online was coming out was in development. That was the first time I had ever experienced a developer putting everything out there. Like there was, you were building out uh, the, all the list of monsters and had the little animated GIFs of mm-hmm. all the, the monsters as they were being added, and then there was a beta. The original sales projections for Ultima Online by the EA Salesforce was a lifetime sales of 30,000 units. Really? Which was so small, it basically meant they, they, they didn't even want to fund the game. I mean, it was, the game only existed because we were so insistent. But then when we, we spent the whopping $250,000 they gave us as a budget, we... We put up a website that said, if you want to become a beta tester, please send us $5 so that we can afford right. to send you the disc. Nice. Right. Yeah. And 50,000 people <laughs> you know, a couple of days signed up for that beta. And suddenly we went, uh-oh, you know, this is going to be much bigger than we had anticipated. It's funny because at the time that you were building uh, a Calabeth, mm-hmm. how old were you when you wrote that? 19. <laughs> 19. And that was in, uh, what, 1979? God, unbelievable. And this is at a time when people, you know, are making Pac-Man and Space Invaders. Right. And you're a 19-year-old in the process of world building. Right. You know, which was the slogan for Origin. We create worlds. We create worlds. My, my brother's rare creative contributions to this. <laughs> <laughs> which is true. Are you obligated to uh, credit him? Whenever I am obligated. Said? Whenever he says it. Because, you know, my brother uh, was our, you know, my business partner through those, those early years. And, uh, and we all would, whenever he had a creative idea, we'd always chuckle and, you know, go ask somebody else. With the, his one brilliant creative move was the We Create Worlds tagline for Origin, which we still look back fondly on. I was creating virtual worlds. I didn't want it just a Ziploc bag. I wanted my game in a box. Sure, and yeah. so most, most publishers said, thank you, but no thank you. And worse than a box, I wanted to spend a bunch of money on things like these cloth maps. Yeah, so wait, that's is, true. That was a huge expense. Listen, I definitely want to say this is like one of the first, too. I mean, now we have, like, when you pre-order games, you get a collector's edition and all this stuff. But one of the one of the ways I really connected with the series early on was uh, I played Ultima three. Um, I hope it was legitimate copy. But uh, <laughs> I remember we bought a we were on a family road trip and bought a copy of Ultima four Quest of the Avatar Quest of the Avatar and um, the the box came with cloth map in it and you know a real manual. Uh, yep, it was book of lore. Yeah, and the Ankh and it had a trinket in an Ankh and I I had that Ankh forever and it's like you were including these things. These collectibles in in a game, and it's, I hadn't seen that for years, even after that, until you know well, what we well, had. Well, this really is the first. So, the, so you know, in addition, in addition to the what I'll call software firsts, the, the the stake I'm trying to claim is that we you know we were we were pushing the state of the art all over the place. Mm-hmm. Technologically, what was required of your computer often, 
um, you know, not only the depth of gameplay, but the, this is the first game in our industry in a box. It, clear, it was absolutely the first game with things like cloth maps and trinkets. You know, moving forward with the new project, you mentioned you're doing a, a crowdsourcing, so you're doing right. this uh, via Kickstarter? Exactly. So we, uh, we just launched, right as we started this podcast, um, uh, both uh, the uh, Kickstarter campaign on, of course, Kickstarter, uh, and we also brought live a sister site, the Shroud of the Avatar site, uh, where uh, people can begin to already begin to uh, uh, have conversations on our forums and where we're going to be developing a relationship with people to ask them questions specifically about uh, details that we need play interaction on now before we go write those systems. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, well, well the, the basics of like indoors and outdoors and how to move around and you know, get in, begin the, to engage in combat, we, we know and have working already in our prototype. Um, things like exactly how to tune player versus player combat which was one of the great blessing, you know, one of the wonder, wonderful parts of UO and one of the worst parts of UO all at the same time. Uh, we really want to, you know, get player feedback as to how we tune that. We have an idea about what we want to do with that, but that's one of the first big questions uh, we want to engage the audience with. And then it must have been really <coughs> interesting to then go to the MMO, the massively multiplayer environment, for the first time. And now when people exploit, they're also exploiting people all over the world, essentially. They're bringing them along in that exploitation oh, journey. Well, in fact, I, there was a story in, uh, when Ultima Online uh, was first uh, operating. Uh, you know, I, used to be, I used to go into the game as Lord British, but look at the player uh, queue for uh, uh, the help queue. And so I, would, I thought it was cool to show up as help Lord British when somebody was stuck in the map or had some other problem. And there was a woman who, 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 who chimed in on the help queue and said, you know, I'm being PK'd. Over and over again, I'm restarting and I keep getting PK'd. I'm about to quit and never come back to this game. Oh. So, you know, I hope somebody fixes this. So I thought, oh, I'll help her out. So I, I teleport in as Lord British and go, ha-ha, I'm here to help you, Lord British. And, of course, she had no idea who Lord British was. <laughs> uh, so it was my first disappointment. And then uh, I said, okay, well, I'll help you out. He said, I'll, I'll escort you out of town. And when with the, if somebody comes to gank you, I'll, I'll help you. And as soon as we got outside, somebody had, like, macroed all this really sophisticated movement I didn't even know was possible in our game zips through, steals all of her stuff, and disappears off the screen well before I can react. So I teleport ahead and teleport ahead, and I get a hold of him, and I, and I freeze him to the ground, and I, say, and I appear as Lord British, and I say, how dare you steal from this woman? And he's, and he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, and he's, 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 of course, a thief. And, and I say, do that again, <laughs> and I'll ban you from the game. And he says, okay, I won't do it. And I take all the stuff and give it to the woman. I escort her back out of town again. Same guys as the second time. So I, I freeze him again. I say, look, that's your second warning. If you do it again, I'm, I'm literally going to ban you from the game. Go back, give her stuff back. Third time, sure enough, he does it. I freeze him again, and I say, okay, I've given you three warnings, and now I'm going to banish you from my game. And, he, and the guy goes, look, Richard Garriott, you know, you put the rules in this game that allow me to play as a thief. You, if, if Lord British comes and stops me, of course I'm going to say I'll never steal again. But I'm a thief. I'm playing, <laughs> I'm playing the character you put in the game. So get off my case. Yeah, I'm doing and, the best possible And I was like, this. oh, shoot, he's right. <laughs> And so I teleported him to the other side of the world. That's a great way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Gave the woman back all of her stuff. And then we had to have some powwows around the office going, okay, oh, we've created a monster. What are we, how are we going to fix it? Unlike UO, where you could build a house anywhere, but then that also meant the, the world was littered with abandoned houses and eventually with abandoned ships. This, in this game, we have a much more limited number of places any house can be built. Now, we'll eventually build more towns, and we'll, we'll be able to increase that by all means. But it's even at the wildly largest amounts of towns we can imagine building, uh, it's only going to be a small percentage of the population that can actually own real estate. So real estate prices, we suspect, will escalate, which might mean it's a good investment because uh, I don't know if you remember back in UO, but 
you know, people would buy a blacksmith uh, shop right in the center of town where the main traffic was going in, and those were sold often on eBay for tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Because if you wanted to be a successful blacksmith, you sort of need to be where people are coming in out of town. So it's incredible <laughs> that you have uh, gameplay already, and you haven't even, that you're announcing the game for the first time, and you can already get into the world and walk around and oh, yeah. and no, show things. You know, this is such a, so early in uh, in development. It's, yeah, uh, and it's so incredible. in fact, uh, you know, most of the stuff you'll see in the videos of, of gameplay, even on our site. Uh, show a lot of the what I call the medieval basis of the design. But if you look at some of the concept sketches we have up there too, you'll see that as opposed to just being traditional medieval, we're trying to bring in a little bit of the mechanical age uh, technology. Um, you know, not gunpowder. We're avoiding guns, uh, but uh, you know, we'll, we're we're bringing in a kind of a, a little uh, electrical, a little uh, Tesla technology on top yeah. of uh, the old world. I noticed oh, really? some of like the the on-screen indicators had like gears around them. Exactly. And- Things like that, kind of hinting at it. Yeah, well, what is it like to, when you jump in the game, and there's always a huge target on you whenever you show up? I mean, it's so hilarious. It's part of the Ultima, you know, and Lord British culture, essentially, is that you got to somehow find a way to kill Lord British. Everyone seems to try to do it. Yeah, and uh, and, how that first became known to me, and that's that's really what started the virtue aspects of Ultima 4. Ultima 3 was the first game our own company, Origin, published. So before that, if anybody wrote in to say whether they liked or didn't like a game, you know, it went to the publisher and I never saw it. After Ultima 3, people would write in, and, and, and by the way, I don't know if you guys get fan mail, but when I get letters from players, they, they, they usually are the following format. One paragraph or one sentence of, hey, I liked your game, I'm here to write you. And then the entire rest of the 1 to 20 pages is, let me tell you what, did, what you did wrong <laughs> and how to improve it. And usually buried in there is also, you know, after I played the game to completion along the story you intended, I've been enjoying myself going back in and killing every character in the, <laughs> all the people in the town, stealing everything from every shop, and of course, the best part was killing you. And uh, not uh, easy feat uh, to do in the game. Well, in fact, I always tried to make it impossible. Right. But I, we never managed to make it impossible up until like Ultima Seven, I think. And uh, and it was always the weirdest ways, like uh, in Ultima Three or Four. I think it was Three. Uh, you know, my character, Lord British, was immortal. But if you hit him, he would chase you. And if you ran out of the castle, in the moat around the castle was a ship. And if you jumped on the ship and moved offshore, Lord British couldn't attack you. But then you had the ship's cannons that you could shoot at Lord British. And that didn't do damage. That just did a 50-50 chance whatever you're shooting at is dead. And I didn't expect that to happen, so I had not coded for it. And so you could kill Lord British. We have a question. Mind taking a question about Please. the game? Um, Eric Miller asked, uh, the Kickstarter says... Uh, the game can be played offline or multiplayer. How does that work? Does that yeah. mean it is uh, an instance game? Uh, yes. And so the the game is being developed first and foremost. The play experience is being crafted akin to a classic numeral Ultima story-driven solo player game. So when you experience the game, that's really how we're driving you through the content. That being said... We are. It, it, if you are connected to online, which we, we think by default most people are online most of the time, even with, with their computers, right. uh, there is also a persistent world that is constantly updated. So if your friend, for example, opens up a blacksmith shop near the center of the town we were in, everyone will see that blacksmith shop open up. Everyone will see the, all the decorations they put in. Everyone will get a chance to buy and sell the swords from the vendor that person has left behind in the world. Similarly... Uh, while we're not doing an MMO, so it's not a thing where if 10,000 people all pile into Lord British's castle at the same time, you'll try to, we'll, the game would try to let, let you see like it did in UO, and what really happens is the servers grind to a halt and your client grinds to a halt because it can't handle that load. <coughs> right. In this case, what we're doing differently is we're trying to bring into your world 
people you already know. Okay. So any, if we know who your friends are because you've either told us or you've given us access to your Google Plus account, uh, your friends list, or uh, Facebook or whatever else, so we know who your friends are. If your friends are playing, you'll see them moving around on the outdoor map. You can, if they go into a gypsy encounter, you can fall in right behind them. Uh, if you see them either, you know, killing the gypsies or or rescuing the gypsies, you can decide to help or hinder whatever you think is appropriate. Um, it's interesting. And, so it's uh, almost like creating shards for you and your friends in real time. Yeah, in, you know, it, it, ad hoc. What I love and what's mind blowing to me is to think about, you know, this technology you're talking about, these five and a quarter inch discs, you know, that held. You know, either 720k or 1.44 megabytes, if you were lucky, and they held you know entire worlds and systems for interacting with the world. And, at and the by time. the way, you've also way overestimated the memory on those discs, because you already went to the first round of the PCs. That was 140k on oh, the floppy, wow. and the machine was shipped with 16k of RAM, but that game required you to fill it up to the whopping 48k <laughs> of RAM. And uh, and you think about that now, and literally, well. We're, your phones are so advanced. You know, your phone holds a thousand times more memory than than that already, just for one one image, right? And much less uh, for the full memory. And so, uh, but there's a, a funny story I like to tell when when we look at this, which is that was a one megahertz machine. One picture was 8K. The maximum memory in the machine was 64K, and the maximum on a floppy disk was 140K. Then when the PC came out five years later, each of those numbers was multiplied by basically 10, and five years later by 10, and five yep. years later by 10. But what's interesting is since the image density is also going up by a factor of 10 at the same time, but you have, you have 10 times the speed to copy 10 times as much memory that also you have 10 times as much storage, it's sort of a zero-sum game. You know what I mean? In the sense of the images get much higher quality, but the frame rates and things for us as develop them, developing them, we still have to work really hard to keep blitting things to the screen right. as fast as the screen refreshes, and that, uh, because there's just so much more to move each time. And so, uh, uh, the, for us, the, the job hasn't actually gotten that much easier, uh, even though the pictures have become infinitely more beautiful. We have totally glossed over the fact that, in addition to everything he's done in digital worlds and computer gaming, that he's also an astronaut. Yeah, yeah. You've been, <laughs> absolutely. You've been to the space station. So, yeah. when you're talking about some of the technology, you know, some of the older technology, was I always hear the technology used for space travel is ridiculously arcane. Is that still the case? That's true. Yeah. And uh, and the re- but the reason why that's true is that you you look at um, the you know w- when you build a, a piece of hardware that's going to go up into space, they often build it you know ten years before it ever flies, mm-hmm. and they have to build it with things that they know the reliability of, which means they're already maybe ten years old also because they've at least fixed all the holes in it. So by the time something flies, it's often ten or twenty years old. I mean, I, when we went up there, I was shocked to find out that. You know, the, the, the ISS has the Internet. There's full-blown Internet, and they use IP phones to call ground. I've got ISS on speed dial on my phone. We could call them anytime. <laughs> but, uh, uh, Do you have a print phone? <laughs> but, 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 but beyond this, like, the veneer of Internet, and so, you know, they've got uh, commands to be able to observe and control any of the subsystems. But every, because they all run Windows, every day the first task that shows up on everybody's list is reboot the machines. Really? Wow. Just to give them a lower probability of going down. And uh, in space, it seems like a dangerous. And well, in fact, and just below the internet layer, they have a old-fashioned hardware layer uh, that is unrelated. So any of the life support systems or thrusters or anything else aren't run by that internet layer. Yeah. They run on a lower layer that's much older but relatively bulletproof. And then this internet layer is just a way to observe what's going on, really, as much as anything else. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's really surprising. Uh, you know, kind of this this mix of parts of the machinery, you know, the rockets themselves, I think, are super high tech. And parts of what you're using, some of the life support computers, 
uh, are all really, really old school. Yeah, I, I would, I would hope you're not running your live support machine on Windows 95 or right, exactly. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, or on open network. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I saw someone was asking, what do you think uh, will happen to the game in the next two to five years? Like, what are you, what are you looking at? Oh, good point. Uh, excellent question. And so, um, uh, you know, what, what what we're trying to do is, if if you look at the, you know, the map we've uh, created for the, uh, you know, I didn't really describe it well yet. Uh, you know, the first episode is we're we're trying to create a play space. Uh, that by the end of this year, we can begin to let uh, the people who are backing us through this campaign get into the alpha slash beta process of, and then launch the full campaign, the, this full first episode of the campaign, uh, you know, sometime next year. So do you that, have a timeline for this alpha beta, or is it just still nebulous by end it, of it year? It sort of depends how this crowdsourcing campaign goes. Uh, it, that'll, that'll tell us a lot about both how we can scale the team, uh, as well as it'll tell us how many features we should pull in to the first release. Um, you know, for you know, for example, you know, I'm, I'm sure in the very first release we'll include the skill trees for uh, you know a fighter and the skill trees for a magician. But we may or may not include the skill tree, for example, for an alchemist. Uh, you know, depending on whether or not we you know how how big this campaign goes, and we'll let the players help us judge uh, you know which things we should front load or, or back load. Okay. But then what we're doing is this map is only the center tile you might think of it as of a, of a tic-tac-toe grid of a world, and we're going to uh, each episode, which we hope to launch one per year, will effectively double the size of the already existing world uh, until we get to the full, we, have, we currently have planned five episodes. We have a story arc that we already know that takes place across these five episodes. Wow, that's, uh, that's so awesome. Five years. Five years, a release a year. That, that's so ambitious. One of the questions I thought was, a, was a, thought was a really good question is that on Kickstarter, a lot of the uh, games that are being crowdsourced and funded on Kickstarter, they seem to reply, uh, rely heavily on nostalgia. And somebody said, what about somebody who hasn't played the game before? Uh, what are you hoping to get there? What do you, how do you well, draw them in? So that's why I'm also trying to... Uh, the, 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 the reason why I brought all the show and tell was to say, I believe I can make a pretty darn good case for saying I have reinvented role-playing over and over again in a very uh, uh, successful, positive way that has impacted other role-playing games that have been, that have been developed since. And so even if you've never played one of my games... We are going to include some of the best parts of nostalgia, the way it was structured being story-driven, which I think is still very relevant and powerful today. But we are also trying to take games into the future, especially with this new model for what we call you know, a, a story-driven solo player game combined with this ad hoc multiplayer, to where uh, it's, it's uh, you know, uh, if I was going to be critical of the state of the art of role-playing games, I would say most solo player games are go out and kill the, you know, you're the hero, go kill the bad guy, and and uh, min-max your way to the top, even if that's morally ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my critique of massively multiplayer games is they're all built like EverQuest or Worlds of Warcraft, where you go click on the people with the arrows over their head, and then follow the arrow, uh, the exclamation over the head, then follow the arrows on the map until you get to the place where you farm the next level of monsters. And that's basically yeah. it. And I'm telling you, I'm, uh, I, I believe my history, for those who do know the history, has shown that we can create something that is far deeper, and we can create something that I believe is... Uh, fresh in a powerful way. What do you think the biggest changes in the industry have been over this, you know, storied career that you've had and you've you've, you've been able to watch? Well, what I find interesting about the evolution of our industry, you know, the hard work always just continues to take steady steps forward. But what what there but there are certain moments that uh, that radically affect gameplay, and in my mind, to a degree, for the worse. And what I mean by that is that. You know, uh, if you look at the simplest games, you know, in, in fact, uh, you were saying how this 3D that we did in the Calabeth was may, might be the first time you've ever seen that. Mm-hmm. Well, I was inspired by a block graphics game on the Apple called Escape. 
And all it was was it drew a top-down maze, and then it let you walk through the maze to find your way out. That was it. That was the whole game. And it was in block character graphics. So it wasn't, the visualizations were terrible. But it was the first time I even conceived of seeing from a point of view in a, in a, in a, on, a, on a computer. Um, but anytime you start with a technology like a first-person shooter, well, to compete with that first-person shooter, you've got to write a game that has something more than just shooting. You make one with healing packs. You make one with character classes. And you eventually make one with a story. But then suddenly some radical new technology comes out like a CD-ROM. And when a CD-ROM comes out, you can make the walls of that, court, of that dungeon look so much better than they ever looked before. You can do a, just a plain first-person shooter again, and it's extremely competitive. And then to compete with that, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper until, say, the Internet comes out. And now you can do it multiplayer. So now a multiplayer first-person shooter is the standard. And then it gets deeper and deeper and deeper until 3D rendering hardware. And 3D rendering hardware comes out, and it resets it back to just run around and shoot things in 3D rendering. And so every time there's a radical upheaval in technology... Gameplay resets to nothing more than let me just run around and shoot things. Mm -hmm. When it's relatively stable, games get deeper and deeper and deeper in content. And I like the deeper, deeper myself. I mean, obviously, the a lot of sales are driven by the whiz bang of taking advantage of the new technology. Right. But as somebody who's been in the industry for so long, you know, I, I long for the day of some hardware stability, or when we just peek it out to where we can all put on VR goggles and just be there. And then what sorts out one game from another is content. All right. Well, I think uh, we're uh, we're at about time. We should wrap right. up. Uh, we're going to remind everyone that you guys will be at RTX showing off uh, Shroud of the Avatar. Yeah, come and play is, it. In fact, you'll, you shall be able to sit down and play it all that. Yeah, which is one of the big, re, you know, one of the big reasons we're super excited about this game. On top of the history we have with the great series, uh, thanks for coming out and spending My time pleasure. talking with us. Uh, people should again visit uh, Lord British Presents. All right. Well, thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for joining us on our special stream. Bye. Okay.